Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever second episode of the PCC Gamescast. We might not be the only podcast on the internet. No, so so here's what happened. Here's what happened with episode two. I didn't get it out in time. And the Dude, news we lost all that footage. The news was irrelevant by the time like I was I was just I was being crushed by like grading papers and trying to build the the pop culture cosmos website. And I was just getting crushed. So by the time I finally got around to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was supposed to put that up. It was like four weeks so later. I even asked you about it. <laughs> I even asked you. My bad. But this is going to go up on Saturday. So there's okay. that. Yeah. Um, where was I? I had a whole spiel. Where, okay. We might not be the only podcast on the internet, but you can bet we're the only one hosted by the revered or reviled Josh Peterson which is me, and his sidekick, the world's most casual gamer, <laughs> Big Dog Jay Linehan. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? You're not actually my sidekick. That'd be really funny. I, I, would, I would. You're more my bodyguard than a sidekick, you know? Anytime I can't fight we, somebody. Well, I would say partner, but that would, might imply something. Friends? Don't say friends with benefits, please. With bodyguards. No. I don't protect you. I can't do that. Um, you guys gave what we're talking about. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Josh is trying to just say it discreetly that I complete him. He, he does. He does. And he also keeps me from getting my butt kicked. So there's that too. Oh, yeah. I like the world's most casual gamer. Yes. It's a good nickname, right? Pretty casual. It is. It's, it's smooth. You know, it's like a good beer. It's just... I don't know where I was going with that. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to go for a double entendre. We have... <laughs> no, this isn't Topicocalypse, all right? Speaking of Topicocalypse, we haven't recorded an episode of Topicocalypse in a while. and I, I mentioned this. Yeah. It's just like, what the hell are we doing? It's been a long time. Well, we had so much like backup content that it just didn't ever get... We didn't need to record anything for a bit. But that just means that... I was going to say, we should be close to running out. Well, we have two episodes left. Which no, we have, we have one episode left. We have yours, which was... Uh, I don't even remember mine. I did the Star Wars bot, which is out now. And then yours was the... Um... Crap, I don't remember I what don't it was. I don't remember what my topic was. It was something. I remember we talked about it. I... We made an episode, so... Because it was just you and I. Right. No, no, Brian Kane was there. Was he? It's me, you, and Brian Kane. Because remember his... Uh, topic was education i think yeah yeah uh anyways uh so when it comes to talking about like pop culture stuff i'm usually underhanded because uh gerald of pop culture cosmos our good friend and pal and uh fellow podcast fellow podcaster uh is all about numbers and technicalities uh whereas i am all about that sweet sweet story oh so so oh, sweet yeah. oh yeah um all right, so it's October, and Netflix is practically bleeding content onto their streaming platform. Have you been watching anything good? Mm, on Netflix? Yeah. The Ozarks. Okay, how is that? It's really good. I actually have had that show recommended to me three times this week. It's, I was super skeptical at first, but my sister, she kept telling me, just watch it, just watch it, just watch it, just watch it. Right. It's so good. All right, so I should definitely check it yes. out. Yes. All right, anything else? Mm. Oh, you know, we were always talking about how there's no good DC movies. There are good DC movies. They're just animated. Are you talking about Constantine? It's the same universe. No, it's the newest one that came out. It's the bat on Netflix. It's Batman. 
versus it's like the Bat Family or something like the Bat Family. Maybe that's what oh, it's Batman goes it's, missing, yeah, it's right? Bat, Batwoman, uh, Batwoman, not Barbara Gordon, it's a different person. Batwoman, new character, uh, Nightwing, uh, Damian Wayne, and uh, 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 Lucius Fox's son. I can't remember his name, but he's the he's a bat. He's they call him he's Static called, Shock. Wait, no, he's that called was racist. Bat, he's, called, I'm sorry. he's called Batwing. Batwing. All right. Is Man Bat in this? No, but a a grown up clone of Damian Wayne is. He's the one who defeats Batman and and captures him. Dang! So, so oh, spoiler alert! Shit. Is that like um, uh, shoot? In Bat the Batman Beyond Return of Joker, remember how yeah. everyone thought that he killed he killed Robin, but Joker ended up being Robin or something like that. Was that how that went down? No. I'm trying to remember, but Red Hood is the Red uh, Hood is Jason Todd. Jason Todd, yeah. They, they thought the Joker killed Dick Grayson is the other one, but isn't there's Dick Grayson, there's Jason Todd, and there's there's Drake, something Drake. So he's Robin. Uh, Drake is Grayson is well, Nightwing, okay. right? Yeah. Well, they're well. I don't know. In the timelines, it's different. There's different timelines. Like Drake's in one because there's 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 Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, and then either Damian Wayne in one universe or. I can't remember his first name, but Drake in the in the in the other. Why is this so dang confusing? Well, I don't remember Drake ever being anything in anything other than uh, the Arkham series games. Red Hood, right? No, Jason Todd is Red Hood. Wait, Drake is Drake is the one after he's the Jason Teen Todd. Titans Robin, though. Right? No, Dick Grayson is the one who is the Teen Wait, Titans. Wait, so who's Robin. Nightwing then? Jason Dick Grayson. Oh, he was the Robin. He's the one who's with Starfire. Yeah. Did you watch that show yet? Which one? Uh, no. Titans. Mm-mm. It got renewed for a season, uh, second season it, before, this, like they even. I was gonna say they didn't even. Did they even air the first episode yet? No, it was before the first episode was even released. They put it down for another season. Oh. I do want to watch the new Constantine uh, cartoon movie. Oh, uh, uh, City of Demons, I think it's called. Did you ever watch the one Justice League Dark? I did, and that was really good. Dude, dude what the, happened? And then, and then Son of Batman. Did you ever watch that one where he meets Damian Wayne for the first time? That's the one where he, uh, his son was trained by Ra's al yes. Ghul, right? His his grandson. Yeah. His his mom is Talia al Ghul. Yeah. Dude, those movies are good. They're good, man. They're they're whoever whoever took over for Batman. I don't know his name. I'll find. I'll I'll remember. It this was time. Kevin Conroy before. It was right? Kevin Conroy, but it's not anymore. I can't. I don't know who does it. Uh, but he is so good. He also does the Batman in the new Justice League. It's the same Batman. Oh, really? In that universe, is in the new Justice League movies. Well, it. Like I think what's the the newest movie that came out was Superman Dies or something like that. That yeah, and that had already been released. So the death of Superman, where he fought against Doomsday, that's what yeah, part but this, of this, that was this this universe's iteration of that. Okay, because part of Batman vs Superman was based on the, that comic book. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is a this is a different. This is in that universe. Got it. All right. Yeah. All right. But yeah. I dude, that's that's where the good DC content is. It's not the TV shows, it, which which they have good TV shows. The Flash is good. Arrow, Arrow, and uh, Supergirl. I haven't really watched Supergirl. I can't, well, I can't, don't. Like, the, I can't say it's very good. I haven't watched it. What's the one with the uh, Legend of Tomorrow? That one's all right. Isn't? Um, I think the writing is getting better. Is is Constantine in that one now? Constantine in which one? Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Wasn't he supposed to be part of the team this season? I don't know. I haven't watched. I I, I haven't watched past the second season. And is Black Lightning part of that yes. universe? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um, I know. Well, they, that doesn't even matter because the Supergirl is part of a different universe. Remember, the Flash crosses. Yeah, well, over they into combine that them. Yeah, they're supposed to. They're having a big thing too. Like this time, it has Supergirl, and then uh, somehow. Uh, 
Barry Allen becomes Green Arrow and uh uh Oliver Oliver Queen, Oliver Queen becomes Queen. uh the Flash. It's Uh-oh. like a weird oh, it's like, like a crossover episode. A weird toss up, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the, but the, uh, but still that's a good shows and the mo- the movies are shit. I I actually liked Man of Steel the first one. Um I did too. Uh so allegedly he's officially done. Yeah. Cavill. Yeah. They made they made like the they tried to be really ninja about the announcement. Well, he wasn't. They were the ones trying to be delicate about it. No, but uh, they hadn't officially said anything until no, uh, I know. like last week. Yeah, when it was like they said we're t- stepping away from uh, Superman and Batman movies. Yeah, and that kind of pisses me off because you can't if you don't have your main two ironed out, the rest of your stuff's going to be crap. You might get a, like no. a lucky. Then what's the point of the Aquaman movie or no, okay. the, or the second Wonder Woman movie? Well, great, I'm sure it'd be great standalone movies, but I'm just saying you. Like all the Marvel movies, yeah, it's a Thor movie, but the Hulk's in it. Or right. it's an Iron Man movie, but Captain America's in it. That okay, see, that's my thing though. It's like you watched Wonder Woman and you're like, this is cool because she's gonna be back in Justice League and she's gonna be, you know, kicking ass alongside Superman and Batman. Yeah. Aquaman is Aquaman. It just looks funny. It looks like a good movie, a decent flick, but what's it building? I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good too, but what's it all building towards? You know, it's not. Um, yeah, I know they were going somewhere with the the whole um, dark side, but and all that story. Because here's the thing: they're so concerned with like these these. I don't want to say redheaded stepchild properties, but like these off properties, like because uh, they're trying to pump diversity into the the DCU, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong; I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but it's yeah. like it's. They have all these like uh, you know birds of prey and even Suicide Squad, which is cool because James Gunn has the next one. But they have all these lesser known properties, Batgirl, and they don't even have their big bads, their you know their big players ironed out. Mm. And now stepping away from making a, a Batman and Superman movies like that—that that seems that seems completely well, ridiculous. They totally to fumbled me. it. What else are you gonna do? You have to you have to go, you have to step away, rethink your stuff, Re- and give and give people enough time to kind of forget. The past movies and then reintroduce it, recast and move on. Like that's what I would do. You, but you had it would be just be easier to reboot, right? But with Marvel, they they had Iron Man and Captain America. They did all of their their films first, and they gave them the respect they deserve, and then they started. Well, they gave them a chance to stand alone. Yeah, they're not they're not throwing the the assembling part out there first and then disassembling it as you go. I think Marvel that, does a Marvel has a great system where they they have their separate movies and they all come together. Right. Then they could split apart again because of something and they have their separate movies and they come back together. Yeah. And they split apart again and come back together. That's the phases. Phase one, two, and three. Yeah. Um, that's how you do it. Right. And that, but DC just cannot They're get just a cohesive thing going. Shucking properties out all over the place. But I was kind of hoping to to see uh justice league dark eventually because i know guillermo del toro was attached to that originally remember and they said uh mm-hmm. colin um what's the guy's name his last name he's in crime uh fantastic beasts Farrell. colin Farrell. yeah he was supposed to play constantine or something there's all these rumors flying around a, a few years ago oh, you should just get what's his name to do it the guy from who played it on the tv show he was so good i know matt ryan yeah assassin's creed black flag man yeah um I have been watching. I just got done watching The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. How was that? It's so good, dude. Yeah. Like I do not compliment shows and movies often, and you know that. Uh huh. But this was so good, dude. The writing was so 
good. I'll have to check it out now. Um, it was so good that uh, the world's only writer besides Stephen King, I mean, or I mean, the world's... <laughs> I fumbled that line, man. Ooh. That was my bad, yeah. Uh, it's so good that Stephen King, the world's only writer besides James Patterson, of course, uh, took to Twitter and had this to say about it. The Haunting of Hill House, revised and remodeled by Mike Flanagan. I don't usually care for this kind of revisionism, but this is great. Close to a work of genius, really. I think Shirley Jackson would approve, but who knows for sure. It's pretty high praise, you know? Yeah. Uh, Stephen King's humble man. I especially loved what he said about Twilight. Did you ever read his tweets about Stephanie Meyer's Twilight? I'm sure they were golden. Saying something, like, I don't remember word for word, but saying something like it feels like it was written by a six-year-old or something like that. Well, that's who it was playing to. Yeah, pretty much. Um, simpler minds. Simpler minds, man. Simpler times. Uh, I did, what, what else? I was watching some of um, Norsemen on Netflix. Ah, uh, yes, it's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Like, I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah, I didn't either until I started watching I it. I thought that is another, like, knockoff of Vikings. It kind of is, but it's a parody. It's a parody. Yeah. It's just a parody of the Viking movies in general, genre. Right. Oh, it's good, man. It, like, it's like the substitute uh, chieftain. Yes. It's so not, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the comedy is very subtle. Like kind of, it's like the office. Yeah. It's just like dry. Yeah. It's dry and you don't like, you have to really be paying attention to get yeah. the jokes. Yeah. It's subtle. It's subtle <laughs> it humor. Subtle. I like it. I love it. Because it's real humor. It's like stuff you would say in real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like it's it's casual conversation, and the, and the it's pretty much a funny. modern. It's a pretty much a modern day sitcom set in the Viking era. Yeah. Mm, nothing's better when grilling your favorite meal than adding some delicious Wheelie Q rubs, seasonings, and gluten free barbecue sauce. Made with the finest ingredients, Wheelie Q products pack a ton of flavor to your meals, whether it's ribs, chicken, steak, hamburgers, fries, or vegetables. To get your hands on some of these tasty Wheelie Q items, head on over to www.wheelieq.com and a portion of all profits made will go into finding a cure for spinal muscular atrophy. Pop Culture Cosmos listeners, Act now and get 15% off your order just by entering the promo code POD1, that's P-O-D, and the number one at checkout. For the tastiest food on the grill, nothing's better than Wheelie Q items today at wheelieq.com. Once again, this is the PCC Gamescast, the best place to get all of your video game news and occasionally other topics pertaining to the world of pop culture and technology because we're nerds, right? And that's what nerds do. We talk about stuff, nerd stuff. Anyways. Whatever. <laughs> we talk about yeah. whatever. Every week you can join us on our live stream, which is coming soon. Or find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast.com, and other great podcasting outlets through the Pop Culture Cosmos and Humanican Media channels. Also, this episode of the PCC Gamescast is brought to you by Miracle Fruit Oil's Vitabrace High-Performing Vitabrace High-Performance Gaming Wristband, but we'll have more on that later. Now, Big Dog. Yes. It's the fall. It is. And leaves are falling. Leaves are falling, and as we know, nothing good is ever released in the fall, right? It's a slow time for video games. Yeah, not you got to wait till uh, more winterish. Yeah, you got to wait till holidays. February, right? That's when all the good games come out. Uh, good game. Good time to start burning through that back catalog, right? 
Just kidding. No, seriously. No, seriously. But uh, anyways, gaming season has begun, and I'd say that it officially kicked off with what? Shadow of the Tomb Raider, or would you say Spider-Man? I'd say Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, but so far, we have gotten our hands on Forza Horizon 4, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Spider-Man, Mega Man 11, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I'm sure I'm forgetting other games we'll get emails about. I want to know, what, are you been, what have you been playing, and have you had an opportunity to play any of the newer games? Yes, yes, yes. I played uh, Forza, Forza Horizons 4. I was hoping you'd say that. Tell me about it. Oh, I like it. I like it. It's, uh, it's really easy to get back into. It, it's, it's such I haven't an, played a Forza game in a while. Right? But it's such an easy game to play. And I, like the, I'm not, I like the physics. The fi- yeah, the physics. And, and I'm not saying that the game is easy. Like it's, it's a very challenging game. No, no, very challenging. Did you do any of the danger sign stuff? No, 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 not yet. Just, I just did the basic races and I did the Halo level. <laughs> okay, all right. So like, I, three, like three or four times. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, but it's, it's such a beautiful game, man. Honestly, like the open world setting, if you just looking at the, and not just the way the seasons change, but like you go, everything has so much detail. Like you go into the trees, you drive through the grass searching for the barns, like the way the dust kicks up. Yeah, it's not like you're just on a track doing circles and circles and circles. No, you actually are doing things. They actually, like the countryside. Yeah, the, you're driving on like a real road. Yeah. And there's, 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 past, there's, it's pedestrians and stuff. Right, right. And other cars. Dude, the, uh, okay, speaking of which, I was going to tell you this. Your brother's drive guitar drives me absolutely crazy. <laughs> He's not played that in like a long time. I know, but for some reason, my, my game makes his drive guitar like the most difficult person to drive against. And when I'm just cruising, trying to get those, those skill points, you know, build up those skill points, yeah. rack them up, uh, he just comes out of nowhere and he hits me. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Because he can. I honestly do, honestly, but um, no, dude, the attention to detail in that game is crazy because you go, even when you're driving through the trees and you look off into like the, uh, the sky, you see the sun going through the leaves and stuff and it's not all pixelated. It honestly looks... No, it's legit. It's yeah. legit, yeah. So what do you, how do you feel about the seasons? I like it. I like it. Just, it just, any, it, anything you can do to broaden... Your your landscapes or play styles, different things you can add, make it better. Don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again. Right. So, d- have, did you find that you had to use different cars during different seasons? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's there's you want something that that is more grippy in certain seasons versus fast and loose in the others. Well, like for winter, like you, like I found a majority of the time I was using a, a Jeep uh, SRT. Uh, Anything all wheel drive. All-wheel drive or a, um, what was the other one? Land Rover. Yeah. For big four by fours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it was, I, I love it. I So I made the mistake. So I I finished the game while it was in winter and I made the mistake. I went through the, the achievements trying to figure out what I could still do without having to spend another like 10 hours on it. Yeah. And I did all like the, the side stories, the side campaigns. Like, did you do any of the, um, uh, like the drift club or the stunt driving or any of that stuff? No, no, no. I, and I just started playing. Okay, the other day. All right. Yeah, because they have four, uh, four campaigns and they actually have narratives on them. I like narratives. Yeah. So you get out and like one of them is you are hired as a stunt driver. Mm-hmm. The other one you're hired as part of a drift club. The other one you're hired to drive cars for uh, a Twitch streamer. Mm-hmm. And she, as she's counting down like the best racing games, and you know they talk about Project Gotham Racing and 
Um, Need for Speed, Need for Speed, and of all course, those. yeah, all the all the classics. They don't say Gran Turismo though. No, so, they yeah, don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they have that, and there's also like you do you open a business, so it's kind of like you know in a Assassin's Creed Two when you walked around, you renovated the businesses, yes, and you got money kicked back from them. So in this one, you do you open a shop with this guy called uh, the world's fastest cars or whatever, and it's a car rental place, and so you go and you test out all these supercars. And after you finish each stage, you get money from people renting those cars. It's, mm. it's the, the NPCs, obviously. But so the better you do in that car, the better it'll sell. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so that that's cool. But yeah, I so I made the mistake of doing... I finished the game in the winter, and I got a... Uh, I was trying to do all the, the danger signs, you know, the, the jumps where you get the points. <laughs> yes. For, and I had the Ferrari uh, Special, or Special, how do you say that? Special. The Special. Um, and I got that, and I was trying to, like... Uh, score on some of those those jumps, dude. They're so, they're crazy hard to score oh, yeah. on, because like they're some of them are just like right out in the middle and like you uh, not middle, but they're they're on flat land, so it's not really a jump to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was using the the Ford GT at first because mm-hmm. uh, I had a tricked out rally edition of it. Okay, and I was going through the snow and like I was getting some points on it. Love drifting in that car, really cool, but. I was not really uh, there's in the snow. You don't get the speed that you need to do the jumps. No, so you need some with more grip. More you torque. do. So I, I I thought that maybe I needed more horsepower. So I changed to a Ferrari. No more torque. And that just made it even worse. No, 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 no I torque, and not horsepower. All over the place. I know, I know, but dang, dude, something all wheel drive. Yeah, you could uh, do it in a in a in the Lamborghini Aventador. That's all-wheel drive. Could you? It's all-wheel drive. Do you know what is a good... Uh, I, I had this conversation with my dad one time, and we were talking about the Bentley Continental GT, the W12. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know what would make a really good rally car? The Bentley Continental, because it's all-wheel drive, and it has so much power. So heavy. It's so heavy. No, you will punish that suspension. You'd have to seriously beef it up to 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 accommodate the weight. But I almost feel you, like you almost need like 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 rally truck. But I almost feel like having a heavier car on dirt no. is good because it helps you handle. It doesn't. It means no, you, you're you, not going to you, slip no, you, all over no, the place. But no, you push harder into the turns, dude. It's like a muscle car versus a. But it seems like Honda. You're, you're less likely to have the back end kick out. No. Yes, you are. Are you okay? Yeah. Well, here's the here's the weird thing about it is that. That same night, we sat down to watch Top Gear, and James May had taken the Bentley Continental GT on a rally driving course, and it did amazingly. I wouldn't trust it, but <laughs> all right. It's just too heavy. It is. It is. I mean, it, it's a heavy car. Dude, it's, such, it's a marvel of engineering, though. Two V6 engines welded together. It's crazy. I love it, though. So it's about what they come. It's like a hundred. Well, I was looking online. A used one's about one hundred twenty-five thousand. Oh, you're gonna get one? No. Yeah, no, you're gonna no. trade it in the Challenger. You get a Bentley. Oh, you're gonna get one. Oh, you're gonna get one. You're gonna get one. You just get the Jag. Just get the Jag, dude. There's a guy. So the. the I work across the street from the Lamborghini dealer. I see. Do you? I see McLarens, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Aston Martins, Porsches all day long. The guy. Uh, they're constantly revving them across the street while they're moving them around and uh, washing them and working on them. The school I work at. It's amazing. These guys, all they do every day is wash these cars before they before they put them out in the lot. Uh, what's it? Remember Matt Boudreaux, who we used to go to school with? Yeah, he was a valet parker for down in Newport, and like he was. 
got to drive around in Lamborghinis and mm-hmm. Ferraris yeah. and all that stuff. It's not difficult. No, no, but um, it's Red Dawn. It's crazy though, man. Yeah, Red Dawn. We're we're gonna be invaded by North Korea. Wolverines. Wolverines. Doesn't uh, what's his name? Josh Bell look like he's shaped like Majin Buu. Like he has a big head, and he has like a slight curve in his spine. So when he because he used to be fat. Yeah, but yeah. when he when he's like leaning forward, his head re- he reminds me of the. Well, he's gray- always hunched over. Yeah, he reminds me of the gray Boo from Dragon Ball Z. Remember when Majin Buu and the gray Boo fought? Yeah, yeah. And originally, <laughs> like the argument started over like cookies or something like that. Oh, God, yeah, something something like that. Um. Anyways, so how how are you feeling about Forza Horizon Four so far? Are you gonna finish it? Oh, probably. Yeah, it's yeah. Do, I I. Probably spent twenty to thirty hours on it, and it, I got to level eighty-seven. Finished the game. It's, it's one of those games. Like it, I do. I loved every second of it, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, if the if the open world setting is any indication, and playground game playground games really is taking over the Fable franchise, mm-hmm. I honestly feel like it's in good hands. Yeah, because the last couple of Fable games kind of bombed, and they were sucking. Right, right. But Fable was... Uh, uh, Playground Games was originally attached to Fable Legends. Remember, for a bit, they were designing mm-hmm. the world? Yeah. And then that game got shut down. So it makes sense that they would be uh, doing Fable 5 or whatever is coming out next. Mm-hmm. Or was it Fable 4? I'm thinking we're going to see an announcement this year at E3. or Yeah, yeah. In yeah. June. Oh, hey, what did, what did you think of... Uh Completely off topic of games, but back. What do you think about that? Uh, the screenshot for the, the the new Star Wars TV show, The Mandalorian. I I okay. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I am 100 percent over Star Wars. Yeah. I really liked Solo. I know you didn't, but I just I don't care that. It's just much. too much. It's too much content. You're flooding the market. There's so much. So it, much. It's content. like I don't care that they're just ramming it down our throats to try to make money. Right. Right. So it's the same concept with like Marvel. I don't care that there are shows on Hulu. I don't care that there are shows on ABC. I don't care. There's like a, uh, um, what uh, FX with uh, Legion or whatever. I don't care that they have all those shows. I'm not going to take the time to go back and watch all of them. I know with Star Wars though that George Lucas was working on a show like a street level Star Wars show which is basically it feels to me like that's what the Mandalorian was. It but, looks like it's going to be kind of like a like a western kind of right. like uh, kind of like Firefly-ish. Yeah, so Star Wars 1313 when that was coming out, uh-huh. that was George George Lucas wanted that to run side by side with the show that he was working on. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're going to get elements of George Lucas's vision and Star Wars 1313 I was in this super Star Wars show. I was super down for it. Right up until they were going through all everybody who's working on it, and I saw Kathleen Kennedy, and then I was just like, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm done." She got hired on for another four years, though. What? I don't know, fucking why? Yeah, you fucking ran the entire thing, a billion dollar empire, into the ground. It's you made all this, the diehard fans hate it. This is gonna sound bad, but it's because she's a female, and she's got that image. But I no, think no, that, no, 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 no. It's because she works for Disney. It's Disney. But I think that having her in charge. Is it's going to? It's a good image for them, but it's also she's going to be having a lot more stipulations on what she does. I I don't I don't really agree with that. I think if it was a woman, it'd be fine. If anybody, if someone else could do it, Jesus. But I just feel like she's too Disneyfied. No, that's true. Do you remember uh, Rogue One? Uh, Gareth Edwards, he made that film, and 
uh, Disney thought that it, Kathleen Kennedy especially thought that it was too dark. It was fantastic. But they had there to go are back. parts of Solo that are like that. Yeah, but they like had, the first like the first twenty minutes of Solo. It's super dude. It's super good. It reminds me of Blade Runner. Super good. Yeah. It's just when it gets to the more serious bits when people are dying and they got this happy music in the background. I don't. Like, there's no real emotion. Like, the dude's wife dies, and he's just like, oh, oh well, I'll be moving on to the next job. You know, that just that kind of stuff. See, Solo, if anything, reminded me of Firefly. It reminded me... Yeah, that's a, it's a TV-friendly movie. Right. I, but that's not what I wanted. But I wanted Rogue One. It's what it, what it was marketed to me as. Here's the thing, though. I... I still have a bad taste in my mouth from episode eight. Right? Yeah, yeah. So Solo, I think I liked it so much because it was such a drastic departure from the anger I had towards episode eight. Yes, and yes, and no. I feel like I was more harsh on it this time. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. Since you said that, I'm try. The last time we spoke about it, I'm gonna try and rewatch it and see if I like it. Okay, what when you watch it, don't hold it accountable to any other mythology. Okay, okay. just watch it for what it is. All right. And you might be pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah. All right. I'll try it. I'll give it another shot. Because when I sat down, I didn't care that I didn't want to think about Jedi. Didn't want to think about Rebel Alliance or no, no, no major stakes. I wanted a small. (laughs) I wanted a small movie. I wanted. I I I likened it to what I wanted it to be, and I can't remember what the hell I said before. I don't remember. It reminds me of Outlaw Star. In a way. Yes. Yes. Not completely, but in a way. In a way. But even in Outlaw Star, there were serious moments. Oh, that was like the most serious anime I've ever yeah. seen. That's what I wanted from Solo, and the, I just felt like I didn't get it. They wanted it. Like, like, like you, you built up these characters, and then they, they, they die, and then you're just kind of like, oh, oh we're just going to move on. Da, 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 da. Right, right. You know, I didn't like I love how the cast though. Love the cast. I love the cast. I didn't like what they did to Woody Harrelson's character in the end because you, yeah, you didn't know like there was no reason for him to betray them. That's what got. That was the only my only critique of that movie. There's no reason for. Well, him. there is because he knew that she was gonna blame him for everything that happened. You think? Remember, she told the guy at the end. I'm not gonna try to spoiler alert it, but the guy at the end. She told it. She blamed Paul it all. Bet- Paul Bettany's character? No, no. Uh, Woody Harrelson's character. She blamed it all on him. She said that he went rogue and killed the Paul Bettany's character, oh. her boss, and tried to steal the money and all that stuff so, to cover her tracks as to why why everything else. She she stole the money and all that other all that oh. stuff. But it's he weird knew to me she was going to de- double cross him. But when I saw that, don't you think that what's that the the dude who we won't spoil who it is, don't you think he can use the force to read minds though? Yeah, would he, like as to, as to what? But no, but maybe he likes that she's lying. He that's a good point. He's trying to he's trying make to her make her into what side. he wants her. That's a good point. But yeah. Alden Emmerich, I think his last name is. Yeah, he is signed on for six movies, so I feel like we're gonna. Be I thought him he again. did a decent job. I just like I said in certain parts of the movies, he was brilliant. He got a lot. He of, could be serious. He can be a serious actor. Yeah, he got a lot of crap. That bothered me because I thought he. was I okay. thought yeah, people were way down on him. Yeah, it's not his fault. He had huge shoes. You know, no I, matter, I hate it. I hate it when people complain that they don't look like the actor that played him before. Right, but no matter who they put in the role, it's just like if they were to cast, um, you know, a teenage Luke Skywalker. Whoever they put in the role is going to get crap because you can't fill those shoes. No, because. 
uh, Mark Hamill was a teenager when he started. Right. You have to get someone that looked just like him, which it's funny because what's his name looks exactly like him. Who? Uh, the Winter Soldier. Oh. Have you ever seen a side-by-side shot of when he was young versus the Winter Soldier? I mean, obviously, there's more muscle okay, What the on, hell is his um, name? Uh, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan, sorry. Uh, they look super similar. Isn't that crazy that I... I'm going to see if I can pull it up Isn't here. it crazy that I can tell you the name of the Winter Soldier's actor, but I can't, like, recall the name of... Or, like, how to do math problems from high school? <laughs> oh, man, I was whipping out... I can't remember what... Whipping out. I was throwing out these freaking, like, quotes from these, like, movies... And they're like, how do you know that? I'm like, because that's what, that's what I, my brain retains all the use that I might say someday. Well, it's weird because this stuff actually comes up in conversation, whereas like... Yeah, um, pi r squared times the x to the second power doesn't The really quadratic formula I'm not going to be using in conversation. Hey, guys, this week's uh, beer choices are brought to you by Shock Top and Modern what, Times. What a shocker. What a shocker. See, look. See, that's got a lot of head on it. All right, bro, Chacho. Okay, let's hear it. Let's see. Uh... Wait a second. Wait a second. That is Sebastian Stan. No, it's not. Hamill. No, yes, it it's is. not. Why does he have the same haircut? Well, because he's wearing like a wig. They've superimposed it with a wig. If you put that wig on him, he looks exactly like oh, but Mark he's Hamill. got he's so much buffer than Mark Hamill. No, he's not. You you saw him in the in the the Covenant. Did I? That's his that's his regular oh. size, dude. He has to bulk up, like just like Chris Evans does. So if they had a Luke Skywalker with a metal arm, he'd definitely dominate, right? Luke Skywalker does have a metal hand. He does, but he doesn't have a metal arm. It's like the forearm. And he was not experimented on by Zoloft. <laughs> Zoloft? Zola. Zola. Zoloft is Zoloft. a, Zoloft is a de- <laughs> depression medication, right? Brought to you by Modern Times. <laughs> um, but dude, he, do- he super looks just like him. He does. He does. I'll give that to you. He could super play young Luke Skywalker. You know, I just want to see the Skyhopper be used because I had that toy as a kid. Oh, my God. That's what you want to see? That's what I want. If they're going to have, like, a an adventure with him on Tatooine, I want to see the Skyhopper get used. I want to see him in, uh, what's his name? What's that? No, no, no. Hold on. What's the, the, the comic book series? We just talked about it. Shadows of the Empire. That's such a hard game. But there's comic stories where they're on, they're, where Darth Vader is, or... The lizard guy, Prince Caesar, was trying to kill Luke Skywalker to get back at Darth Vader. And Darth Vader's trying to capture him, and this guy who's supposed to be working with Vader is trying to kill him. Wasn't it like Caesar was a... Uh, He's head of the Black Sun. Yeah, but he had the oh ability... God, we were like really, really getting nerded out here. He had the ability... Way into the far But he had here. the ability to use the Force, but he didn't really care about it. No, he didn't have to. He, didn't, he no? couldn't use the Force. No, he super nerding out here because I know this because I read stuff. Is He, uh, he can read and, con- and emit pheromones. Do you know what we need to do? We need to do a Let's Play of Shadows of the Empire. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say trivia because I'll wreck you all. <laughs> all right. I think we need to get back like to it. Dis- like at Disneyland where they have that qu- that like quiz before the ride, the, the Star Tours quiz. And it shows you like who stole the... Who's... Like what planet is Chewbacca from and you know, all the other stuff. Dude, I ace that every time. Dude, I cannot remember any of that stuff. It's from Kashyyyk, by the way. Kashyyyk. I, you slid up here. You slid... I know, dude. Like, I... Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you like actors' names and what other movies. You know what you're bad at though? What is faces? I'm bad at faces. You do that all the time. I'm like, no, it's not. Really bad at faces. No, with people too. Like I don't. No, I know. (laughs) Real life people, like people I know. Really? I don't. Yeah, I have a hard time with that. 
Um, but uh, oh, back to games, by the way. So you also played uh, State of Decay too. Tell I me did. About it. I did. I liked the first one. Uh, the first one. The first one's a little clunky, but the second one is pretty smooth now. I really want to do the co-op now. It's kind of like um, a sandbox version of what was that one where you're trapped in the mall with zombies? Dead, not Dead Island. No, uh, it's um, Left for Dead. Left, Left, Left for Dead. Yes. Okay. Because there's kinda also like, a level on like Gears, left, Remember? Yeah, it's kind of like Left for Dead with like GTA. Okay. Like you can you run around, steal cars, you get uh, resources, ammo, you find other people, you build like these these like outposts and stuff, and you have to like defeat zombie waves and hordes and stuff, and dude, it's fun. Hordes or whores? Both. Both. Hordes of zombie whores. Okay, so I remember when this game came out, it was there's a lot of articles popping up on like Polygon and Kotaku mm-hmm. about how glitchy it was. Are are it, you finding I issues never, with this? The first game I didn't think was that glitchy. Okay. Not anymore. No, not the first game, but the, the second game, like up on release because it, it had so much you're allowed to be in a server with so many other people. Oh, yeah. Okay. When it first relieve, first released, uh, it was super glitchy because okay. it kind of was overloaded. But now that they've, they've patched and dispersed everything and they've got multiple add, like add-on content and stuff like that, it's, it's bigger, uh, way more refined, way better. So what is the structure of this game, though? Are there... I haven't really read much into it. I saw a lot of... Uh, you're like, trying like trying to find a cure to survive, that you have a, an out, outlying mission. Like, uh, so it, there, there is a story, because I know a lot of it yeah. revolves around you building like a base or a homestead or whatever. Yes. The first one you were trying to find, I think it was your family. If I remember, it was your family, and you have to build... You're trying to build a community and like a, a, like a string of outposts and, and survivor camps and stuff like that while trying to do missions to try to find people in your okay. and stuff. Right. I think, yeah. Um, so how, do, like, are you digging it? Is it something you want to keep Oh, I'm digging it. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, like I said, I just, I just started because I got the game, I just got the game pass. So, I, uh. Okay, speaking of games pass. Because you, because you freaking pressured me into it. How are you feeling about it? There's a lot of games to play on There's there. a lot of games to play. I have, I'm just browsing now. Like I said, I saw State of Decay on there too. So I was like, oh, score. Well, they have like Wolfenstein one and two, Doom. It's cool. I just cause casual gamer here. Casual uh, gamer. Uh, I feel like oh God, I'm never gonna have the time to finish all these, and it kind of is. It's like oh, I'm gonna miss out on so many cool stories. So I don't have the time to finish this stuff. But all the big AAA studios. Thank God to YouTube because people post right, people right. post the damn movies on there, watch and them. I can get the gist of the game. All of the all of the them. first party developers that Microsoft has under their belt, like Playground Games, uh Turn 10, Ninja Theory, Mojang, Rare, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of these uh companies are releasing their games right out onto Game Pass day 1. I dig it. So you're going to be able to play like uh Halo when it first comes out, you'll be able to play the new Gears when it first comes out. Like you won't have to cuz who can't afford $10 a month, bro? Right, right. But the cool thing is, like, as much as I love... It makes it so much more appealing to parents of kids who want games. You know, know, if you just buy this, you just pay the $10 a month, I get to play all these games. It's going to save you... So much money in the long run. Like we always talk about, it's a, co- yeah. a for for a year. It's the cost of two games, and if you play more than two games, it pays for itself. Yeah, it's like a freaking Disneyland pass. E- yes, but yeah, uh, I I dig it. I dig it. 
I kind of wish, but what could I, but then I pay for the game pass, but then a lot of the games that I like aren't on the game pass. Yeah. Like right now, like, uh, 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 what the hell was I saying? Uh, the, we were just talking about it. Jesus Christ. Uh, Assassin's Creed, obviously oh, okay. not on game. Pass. I, I honestly, like, I don't think that Ubisoft is going to be giving into game pass anytime soon because they're doing the super um, unfortunate, but they're doing the Google, uh, the, the Google's game streaming. So Dude, there's no... No, I'm not going to pay for another service. I already paid no, for... No, no, I know. For but Hulu, like, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Ubisoft and now Game Pass. has partnered with Google to do... lets you, like, stream games on your browser. So you plug in, like, an Xbox or PlayStation controller to your computer, and you can play... Like an emulator. Yeah, you can play Assassin's Creed anywhere you want to. And that's kind of the thing with the Xbox Live streaming service is that... Now you can go on other devices like your phone and stuff and be able to play, you know, Forza or whatever. They're working on that technology. So do you think that eventually we're going to get to the point where you can, you know, bust out a tablet or something and play Halo? Like, what? What do you? How do you feel about that? The the play play anywhere because they're all you have PlayStation and uh, Xbox both trying to compete with the Switch, but the Switch doesn't have honestly the, uh, honest honestly that it's cool for like kids and teenagers and stuff but to the you wouldn't the, do the, it i would not be nah. i don't have time i mean i'm not gonna like whip like whip out like my thing at lunch and play some freaking uh skyrim or whatever or no. halo or whatever i just feel like it would be just a waste of money to buy one right yeah, oh yeah i can play i can take it into the crapper with me and play on the on the crapper but yeah I, just pause the damn game it's the same principle as uber eats I think it's the most ridiculous ever. Remember JB was on the show, friend of the show? Yeah. JB. He, we were over at Jacqueline's one night, and he ordered a uh, bottle of Fireball from Uber Eats, and I didn't know that they bring that to you. They'll bring anything. Yeah. Good for them. Um, for the lazy alcoholic. For the lazy alcoholic. Or the responsible. I can't tell. <laughs> Who knows these days, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of... What I love about Games Pass is that there's a lot of things on there that... I wanted to play at one point, but just never got around to. It's great. Like, if yeah. I mean, like I said, dude, if you have tons of time to kill, then sure, it's good. Right. But I, I, I just feel like it's, I'm just like a little overwhelmed. Like, I feel like now I've bought this, so I feel a little obligated to play these games. Okay, all right. To, to justify it. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, God, it's going to take forever. Hey, well, we are gonna go back. We're gonna we're gonna do let's plays of us let's playing. Let's plays. The, we still uh, talk. God, we're still talking about going back and playing Halo Reach Halo and all that other stuff. I mean, swear, Gears of War. Good lord! I just need the motivation On to do it. On top of trying to rewatch Game of Thrones before the new season comes out, I did no goddamn time. Oh, we make plans. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So as for games that I have been playing, I played Forza Horizon Four, which we touched on. A second ago, um, I I have Josh is touching things. Touching things. I did Kingdom uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which is originally on the PSP or Nintendo DS. I can't remember, but I don't like it. Oh no, you don't. See, I am forcing myself through the Kingdom Hearts franchise, and it is making me. But I hate that. Why? Because I you feel like you missed out on something. But I. I know when Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out, it's such a, like... No, it's not iconic. As a journalist, no, I need no, no, to no, play no, it. No, no, no. For content, I need mm, to play it. All right, fine. But I just... I can't get into it, you know? I can't... I can't play... I can't, there's no way I can play a game that I hate. I this, just I just physically cannot do it. I'll fall asleep. Well, I don't, like... I don't spend hours at a time on it. 
Because, Dis- you know, you go back and you watch a Disney movie. You watch Toy Story. You watch uh, Sword in the Stone or whatever. I love that movie. Sword in the Stone. Freaking Robin Hood, dude. I love Robin Hood. Oh, it's such a good movie. I know. What, what did you think of Great Mouse Detective? Oh, I loved it. Loved right? it. It was one of my right? favorite ones. It's kid. Great Mouse Detective, Sword in the Stone, Treasure Planet, and, and Atlantis, my top I four. I love, love Treasure oh Planet, gosh, dude. dude. Don't even get me That's started such on a good that. movie. And the Goo Goo Dolls song. Yes. Oh, my gosh. But such a good movie. Watch it, watch it, watch it. So I keep expecting that like they're going to hook me. Oh, by the way, um, Nightmare Before Christmas turned 25. Oh, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. But don't t- I remember when that came out? Let me. I, I just real quick. I want to ask you what. Real, really, real quick. You're gonna make me have a. a <laughs> I'm gonna make me depressed here, real quick. Just a minute while I bring you back down here. What is it though? Do you think that makes that movie so iconic? Like it did crap in the box office. So why? Because it was like just it so, so radically different from. Because Disney dominated the animated movie market at the right. time, and this just different dude it was way darker way different way different animation yeah. everything was different yeah we're still it was still it was still kind of disney there were songs and all this other stuff yeah but they were good songs they were super catchy and th- everything was good the acting everything the writing it was just good it, movie it still it was. holds up i so i was talking to gerald about this what do you classify it as i classify it as a combo movie i can watch that at halloween or christmas Oof, that's a good question. I think that any point from October to January is you a can good watch time it. to watch it. Yeah. But I was talking to Gerald about this, is the fact that Nightmare Before Christmas... like It our, made Tim Burton. It. So do you think that it's one of the essential Tim Burton movies? Because yes. I would almost say that Edward Scissorhands was the one that kind of... Wasn't that big of a blockbuster map. like this or was. Batman. Because the Mike, the Michael Keaton Batman is still considered a classic. It's my favorite. Yeah. I love the Tim Burton Batman. Right. It's forever my favorite Batman, but I think that it launched it. No, Batman was a good movie, but it didn't really launch Tim Burton. It was that movie launched his style. It's considered the Tim Burton style of movie. Right. That's just what it is. It is. It's dark and it's, it's dark, animated in a certain way, and everything has got a certain type of story. It that really made his brand. In the uh, loved him, loved what he loved the Batman movie. That was, my, that was one of my favorite oh, movies. No, as a he's, kid. A, he's a good filmmaker. He's made very, Batman my favorite superhero. He's got a very like gothic contemporary style that I love. But I love. But see, that's I think that's what that's why I draw towards the darker like kind of anti-hero kind of a deal. Like right. I, like I love the idea of Venom. Or Riddick, or Riddick. all these bad good guys. It's a different take. It shows the it's bad guys doing good things. To me, it, it's it's Hellboy. You know, it's Hellboy yeah. whose whose origin story. I like, like I like someone who ride like right in the middle. They 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 but right well, they they thread that needle between good and bad. Yeah. Well. Okay. Hellboy again. Back to Hellboy. They live in the gray areas. He Hellboy was his whole life revolves around him by the way bringing an end to real quick here on hellboy what did you think of that footage i sent you i loved it but Dude, i want to looked, see the full trailer it looked really good but hellboy is i know ron who perlman's going to be just that he's that character was ron perlman i don't know david harbour looks okay no 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 no, no. but they made that movie for uh Ron Perlman. He was their right. first and only choice. Right. I really wish I could have seen how Guillermo del Toro's trilogy would have ended. Yeah, I know. He wanted some crazy... Like, he wanted... I want to say... I like that Ron Perlman does the voice of the animated ones, too. Yeah. They, they were supposed to make another one. They never did. Because I think they, the rights are someone else's. 
I don't know. I hope that Hellboy gets the love he deserves. But um, be good. Hopefully. Uh, but Hellboy, like he's a character who is whose destiny revolves around destroying Earth, right? Like that's what he was born to do. It's him um, raging against it, right? But um, you know, in the comic books, like he defies his nature. It's kind of like Lucifer. You know, Lucifer. He's in the he's, TV show. The TV show. He gets tired of ruling hell, and he wants to experience something. He's tired else. of everybody like he's, saying he's evil. He's bad. He's, he's raging against his. He's raging against his, his destiny. destiny. Yeah. Um. All right. Also, I've been playing Resident Evil Zero. I don't know. So Resident Evil Zero is. I haven't a, played a Resident Evil game in so long. I know, same. But did you ever play Resident Evil Two when you were a kid on PlayStation? Yeah. So Resident Evil Zero is like a prequel to that to the Resident Evil original Resident quick, Evil game. Quick question: What do you consider the Resident Evil franchise a zombie franchise, or do you consider it just a sci- its own sci-fi franchise? Because it's not really zombies; it's a virus. Okay, see that's interesting because in Resident Evil. Like the games, remember it but wasn't like had, it had dead people coming out of the ground. Yeah, but you you got you were turned by getting bit, but you were those people who got bit were originally turned by slugs, right? Remember, is a there are slugs in the Resident Evil games that turn people into zombies. Was it slugs? It was slugs. All right, like kind of like a slither. Right. So I don't necessarily if I know if I would call them zombies, I would call them like infected. But I I don't know. Yeah, well, because in the movies it was the T virus, right? And that's not zombies. That's just a virus. You're you're being infected by this. Virus. Well, it's kind of like twenty eight days later. But but it does have zombies in it because the T virus will reanimate dead tissue. Apparently, because in the movies there's a cemetery that rises. They call them zombies. They call them zombies. They are they are technically zombies. They're living dead because they're reanimated flesh. But right. the T virus will also turn living people into uh, monsters. Right. Right. So I wouldn't classify it as a as a zombie movie. I classify it as a. Um, uh, like a, like an epidemic movie, like an outbreak movie. Right. Well, twenty eight days later, like yes. the rage virus. Yes. Not zom. Not your atypical zombies. Um. No, but like they don't eat your brains. They're just trying to kill you. They are. But did you ever play the games on Nintendo sixty four or, yeah. or PlayStation? I played those. Or? I played the ones at the. I played the ones at the arcade a lot. Dude, I love those. Where you actually had the gun. You had the gun, but in this game, dude, uh, it's it's weird because. The controllers, the controls are so clunky, yeah, and the story moves so slow. But I remember just like walking down a staircase, you know, and you had, that goes to the cutscene of the, you going, mm-hmm. and it shows a staircase, and you're moving down it, and then all of a sudden the uh, the game opens up, and you hear this, yeah, and it's not in front of you, it's not behind you, you don't know where the hell this thing is coming from, but it just lets you know that it's there, yeah. But so in this game, you move down the 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 train. And that's what made those games so horrifying is because you didn't know anything about what was happening. It's like the Dead Space games. It's like a Dead Space game. But yeah. like this was the originator. Because I yeah, remember yeah, playing yeah. on PlayStation, I remember playing Resident Evil. Well, if you Evil. think about it, it's kind of it's kind of like dead it's kind of Resident Evil in space. It is, it is. But um the original PlayStation when I was in, I wanna say I was in junior high or the sixth grade when that game came out. Yeah. But I I remember playing it and like I was super frustrated at the way the ammo system worked. You cannot, for the life of you, get enough ammo. No, nope, but you're constantly living on the edge of running out of ammo. Right, right. And which is a which is actually kind of a cool thing because they've they've planned it out where you'll if you do it right you'll just get there with the ammo you get in each pot. Right. Here's the cool thing about the because it's reality. It is, but with the remasters, you play the games on easy, and there's just ammo everywhere. What's well, easy? It is it's not how they intended it. It's cream puff mode. But yes. I am going to play the remaster on Xbox One when it comes out. 
All right, all right. Do you think that all these games are kind? These like kind of like virus, like 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 transforming people into these monsters. Do you think it's kind of like a ripoff of the thing? Well, it is. John Carpenter pretty much inspired all horror games. I'm I'm almost confident I can say that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I feel like this is either all these games where they people are like getting infected and they're sprouting these limbs or cutting in half and they're like a mouse everywhere. I feel like that's just a rip off of the thing. It is, but do you know who's really ahead of their time in that and who deserves to have games based off that? You know, that's a remake, by the way. John Carpenter's The Thing. It's a remake of what? The Thing. The Thing. It's an old black and white movie. Is it? The Monster. It's a great movie, by the way. It's one of my favorite movies. It's like a. It's an alien. That crashed in the ice, and he's kind of like this plant-based uh, being. And they, the plants, the his, they, they feed on blood. So his thing is to kill you, turn and then drain your blood, and then grow new aliens. It's cautionary tales, man. They don't want us looking into aliens. Yeah, but yeah, an iconic movie that was a remake, but still, he made that style. It's kind of like the Tim Burton thing. Well, what do you John think? Carpenter made that style of movie, just like Tim Burton made his style. What do you think of James Cameron's The Abyss? Oh, I love that movie. I feel I love like that movie, dude. I just watched a movie on Amazon. I think it was Amazon Prime. I want to say, um, old horror movie, super corny, but I loved it as a kid. It was called Deep Star Six. Okay, uh, check it out if you're interested in like these old school like monster horror movies. Uh, it's, it's 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 a really good movie. Is these people are like on the bottom of the Marianas Trench, like it's during, it's during the Cold War, so they're trying to set up these like nuclear missile sites on the f- seafloor. Where the Soviets can't detect them. This sounds like the and so plot to the Meg. They're they're on this like area, and so they blow this area to try to set this missile down in there, and it, it they get into this underground cavern, and it's got these giant crustaceans in there, and they they swim out and they start they start attacking the the underwater base and stuff, and you know they try to escape and everything like that, but uh, yeah, just super good movies like that. Like there's that genre. Like it was kind of like uh, uh, really uh, was it James Cameron's uh, the Abyss? The Abyss. So the Abyss was was weird because it's the first time like in a movie that I'd seen aliens showing up and just messing with humanity. You know? <laughs> oh was, yeah, it was interesting. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I. I Horror games are great movie because it kind of made you think. Oh my god, are they really? Because Michael Bean's character goes crazy from the oxygen deprivation and, right. and, and you know psychosis or whatever. Like you're trying, you're kind of wondering. Oh my god, are they are they all having this and they're just this is all a dream or a hallucination, right? Or is this really happening? But it turns out it's really happening. And there's aliens on the sea floor with us, dude. The I remember I watched uh, in the same week I watched The Abyss and Third, uh, The Thing and The Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I never liked Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It's a slow movie, but it's an essential. Yeah, it's an essential, but I never really liked it. Um, you know, George I liked, Lucas gave... Did you, ever, did you ever watch Invaders from Mars? No. Where, so it's like Mars Attacks. No, there's these aliens, and they're like under the ground, and they have these things that will suck people down. No, I didn't. And then they'll um, they'll drill these things into the back of your necks, and it makes it so they can control you. Jeez. And so you're... you're I think I talked about this in a previous episode... Uh, where uh, you could tell who was taken over because they had a, a like a Band-Aid X'd across the back of their neck where they had drilled it in. Right. So that's how you, that was the giveaway that they had been turned. And so this kid's running around and his mom and dad have those on the back of his neck and they're trying to grab him and stuff. It's a kind of a terrifying movie, but it's a really good sci-fi movie. Did you ever watch Tales from the Crypt? All the time. 
Remember the episode that where next they, files, bro. You remember that episode where they had like the these people had like parasitic uh, cockroaches or whatever living in their throats, and the only thing that could that could kill them was ketchup. So this kid was like all of a sudden aware of all the stuff going on, and so he went around and started shoving ketchup down people's throats. I never saw that one. No, to, like cough up the cockroaches. No, I never saw that one. It's crazy. Um, yeah, dude, I lived off that stuff as a kid. X Files, um, Twilight Zone. My dad. Would my grandfather showed me everything. Me, and my dad on Friday nights. My mom did something like she went out with her friends or something. But me, and my dad would sit at home and we'd switch between the L.A. Kings game and the. X-Files. You're totally throwing them under the bus right now. I know. Uh, my mom won't ever. I know. Listen I listen to this or read anything I write or be proud of me. So it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Debbie Downer here. Jesus, um, another beer. All right, last game I've been playing was Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Uh, uh, for the hundredth time. Not really much to report on that. <laughs> it's the same game. Here's the thing, though. the I forgot how glitchy the original Skyrim was. Oh, yeah. You had the... Right when the, when the modding came out, where they had where yeah. the, the, the community patched all the... That's when it was good. So on Skyrim, I had 10 quests. Did 10 quests, was only able to complete four of them. Because they all glitched. Yeah, where you can't talk to the person who you resolve the quest from. Yes, it's super frustrating. So, you have to reload it and hope that it f- corrects itself. Do you remember when going into Markarth and you like you witnessed the death in the yes, marketplace the, and yes. all that? So I finished that quest and then I went the back to the yeah, and I went back to the temple of Talos or whatever. Yes. Went down the staircase and the NPC that I needed to talk to was talk to was you. dead. Yeah, and it was just a glitch. Don't you remember that in um? Not Oblivion, a Morrowind. You could actually kill an NPC that was important, and it would tell you you've just your game up, and you had to quit and reload it. It didn't. It didn't not let you do it. Right. You could do it and totally screw up your game. Well, it's the same thing with the expansion. You killed someone who's integral in the fabric of your reality. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll have that warning pop up. Yeah. But even in Skyrim, like when I did the expansions, like the dragons would always come and kill the NPCs that I would need to talk to to complete the quest. Yes, that is the biggest problem. Was when the dragons would kill people in the towns. Like they would kill. They would kill all the people that gave out the quest, and you're just like, there goes that whole storyline. Yeah. So like I at this point I've come. Well, to I just got in. I just got into the habit of saving before and after I got into the damn town or wherever I was going. I was constantly married to the save button. Right, but you shouldn't need to do that though. You shouldn't, but it forces you to be better. It does. So you don't have to worry about it. I'm so good, I don't have to worry about it, and that's when you can play the game. Right. It's I, weeding you I out, know, bro. So I've come to the conclusion that I am not going to finish this game. I'm just going to trade no, it. What do you mean you're not going to finish it? You've already finished it like 10 times. I know, but on the just Nintendo Just doing it on Switch, the Nintendo does not fucking just matter gonna, or change the story. Pokemon comes out on November 17th, and I'm just okay, I'm going to play that instead. I don't like... Like, I have it here charging, but I've been playing... You know, I sit. I play on my uh, Games Pass, and I play uh, the newer games, Tomb Raider... Kingdom Hearts, whatever it is. Game in like a decade. Dude, I'm freaking stoked about Pokemon. Oh my gosh. All right, we've got some news, but before we get to it, here's a quick word from our sponsor, which is really just me talking about our sponsor. Enjoy the time jump. This episode is brought to you by Vitabrace, high-performance gamer wristbands by Miracle Fruit Oil. Big Dog, you and I play a lot of video games. Yes, we do. You ever find yourself in positions where your your hands get cramped and you just you you need a break, you got to get up? Yes. Okay, well, it just so happens that Miracle Fruit Oil, they made these bracelets right here. And what it's supposed to do is increase circulation in your wrist. makes you less tired, less fatigued, less sore and stiff. Uh, it's 
gives supposed to give you more endurance, grip, strength, range of motion, uh, mobility, stability, better manual dexterity, coordination, and precision movements. I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts, and it has helped. It has made it so because you know I spent a lot of time working on computers, doing video games, stuff like that. It does help. You know, it kind of eases uh, eases the pain a little bit, or I feel it less. I mean, when I do it without it, you don't really notice until you take the bracelet off. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, Vita Brace is powered by nature. It contains miracle fruit seed oil, a rare and natural oil that comes from the seed of the healthy miracle fruit berry. The wristband is capable of delivering the oil to your wrist for four to six months of daily use. The combination of compression, uh, occlusion, and unique oil provides several benefits. If you're interested in getting your own Miracle Fruit Vitabrace wristband, visit their website today www.miraclefruitoil.com and use promo code MEDIA10 at checkout for $10 off your next purchase. Thanks, Past Josh. I've learned so much since then, and if I could only go back, so many mistakes would be unmade. <laughs> I wrote that myself. Uh, today on the news, we have five things. Uh, you ready to dive into this? Let's do it. Uh, we updated that out. What? I'm not allowed to cuss. You can say whatever you want to. Yeah, but you have to edit it for Gerald. Oh, that's right. Gerald, geez. All right. God damn it. You're, you're, so, trying, to, you're trying to Disney us. Cramping our style, <laughs> man. This article comes from Polygon and is written by Michael McWhorter. Red Dead Redemption 2 will require at least 99 gigabytes of hard drive space. It's all good. I got three terabytes, bro. Yeah, you ready for that? Heck yeah. Um, okay, so he starts it here. Red Dead Redemption 2 is an ambitiously large game, and it will accordingly require ample space on your hard drive Regardless of whether you're buying it digitally or physically, before the game launches on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One next week, you'll want to clear at least 99 gigabytes of space to make so You room. don't have to clear anything. Just go buy an external hard drive. Well, it's saying that it, even if you buy the physical copy, it's going to be on two discs, like Final Fantasy style. Mm, doesn't matter. Uh, PlayStation 4 owners will only need that combined 149 gigabytes of installation space during Red Dead Redemption 2's Download an installation process. The 50 gigabytes required for that process will be freed up after the game is installed. Those who pre-order the game will be able to start the preload process on October 19th at 12 a.m., according to a tweet from Rockstar Games. All right, how do you feel about this? What is your hype level? How, 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 you, how, you, how are you feeling about Red Dead 2? I'm feeling overwhelmed. To me... Too many games, too little time. To me, what I'm, the hell am I going to do? I'm not in a hurry to play this game because... I'm not either. Honestly, I, it can wait. It can shelf until I'm done with what I have. I've listened to so many podcasts that have talked so much about this game. You know, it's the same thing. Like It kind of ruined the, the mystique. The mystique. But like, I didn't watch Harry Potter for six years after it came out because everyone had talked about it so much. I kind of got that way with Game of Thrones for a while. Okay. Where I was just kind of like, I'm tired of people talking about this because I... You're saying that I already know. Right. I mean, I've, I was way on this before you were, so I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Kind of. It's, well, it's anything. It's anything that's overhyped. Yeah. You overhype something and it, it doesn't underdeliver. It just doesn't live up to the ridiculous hype that people build for it. Right. If you just go in at baseline, it's blow, it'll blow your mind away. You go yeah. into it trying to, expecting it to, you know, change your complete thought pattern on what reality is, you're going to go in disappointed. Right, right. Uh, but, I mean, speaking to the size of the game, though, wh how do you feel about it? Do you think that it's going to be one of those games where it it takes you months to finish it? Or do you think it's... if, Like, say a new game comes out while you're in the middle of it. Because, 
God bless whatever game decides to come out within five weeks of Red Dead. Do you think that it's going to be one of those games where you can stop it and then go back to it later, or you're going to want to play all the way every through game it is like before? that? No, every game is like that. Every game can be can be paused. You think so? Yeah, I I don't have the ability to do that. No, like I if, know if you've never a... you've never you have to you've always been the per- that's why you always have like you've maxed out the damn like achievements your achievement whore right and that's probably why what's carrying over and for you to you have to start and finish it and try to complete the entire thing get 100 percent done right I'm I'm more into it just for the story honestly I give it about achievements yeah. I want to be told a story play through a story. Really, that's what I'm looking for is to play but through. But here's a, the thing. to play through a movie. In a narrative-driven game, I have a hard time letting up when it is a, like relies heavily on story. What do you mean? I have a hard time putting the controller down. I need to see how the story ends. And if there's, well, it's like watching a TV show or reading a right. book. You go like, one more page, one but more if, episode. If, if I'm on Red Dead saying like a, a new... Um, I'm not saying you're not going to go all all out on it. I'm just saying is that you know this if this game's going to take you a while, you will you will have to take a break. You cannot play the same thing over and over again. I mean, no game is that good. Right, right. So not I, even Skyrim was that good, dude. I don't know. I, I sank probably about 80 hours in the Skyrim. Oh, I didn't I'm not saying else. I didn't log my hours. I'm just saying that game was so gigantic that there was no way I was going to start to finish it straight through and not play anything else. There's just no way. Right. I've only ever really beaten the game twice. Same. 100%. Same. Other times I just give up and then I don't I don't remember what I did in the last one so I'm like start a new one. Amen. Amen. Love that game. Um no, but I just like I have a hard time like if something else comes out, I have a hard time putting it down. Like I need to finish it like Forza for example. <laughs> you know what? It's it's kind of like that is that Star Trek game that I play. Oh. I play they ju- cuz they just release new content. It's like a whole another campaign. Do you have to pay for it or is it free? No, it's free. Oh. It's a free game, free to play. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, it's got like 20 episodes yeah. and, and 20 campaigns. Right. And they keep releasing new ones and new content, new everything, every like every so, every so couple months. Right. And uh, I've got like, I've maxed out the character limit of like 14 characters you can allow on, the one, on, the, <laughs> on, the account, on one account. And they're all like level 60 maxed out characters. Ah, dang, dude. I don't know why so it's so, you... I don't know why it's so addictive. So do you complete a character 100% before you pick up a new one? No, not all, not all the time. Because there's three factions. Okay. So I, like, I've got like several characters on each faction going at the same time. Yeah. I've, uh, I don't leapfrog like that, but I'll complete one to a point, and then I'll go back and do the other one. Nice. Because right. you can share items across characters on the account. Right. So I use that to try to make different characters and all stuff right, like that. Right. Super addictive. And I don't know why I find it addictive, but I, I that's the, the the game right now that I've logged the most hours on in a long time. Star Trek. Online. Dang, dude. It's an MMO, is what it is. Um all right, so you're gonna be picking up Red Dead on day one? Or are you gonna no, try not, to play not day one? Some? No. I've got, I just got like I said, Forza, uh State of Decay two, and I'm going to buy Odyssey. So do you want to? Okay, so do you want to finish all those games before you move on to Red Dead? I'm gonna get at least um, uh, Odyssey. I feel uh, Assassin's Creed games. I've usually are played start to finish because they're not too long. Yeah, the campaign games, and they're not. So I'll probably f- when I buy Odyssey, I'll finish that start to finish without playing anything else, and then I'll get uh, Red Dead. But I'll probably but Red Dead's such a big game 
that I'll leapfrog between that and uh, the other two. Okay. Forza and State of Decay. All right, all right. Forza is... State of Decay and Forza are games that I want to play with other people. Odyssey and... Uh, it's a single-player Single-player experience. Player experience. It's, a, it's a compact... Something I, I play by it, myself. At least until the DL, the like, like DLC Red, comes Like Red out. Dead is a solo game. There's a multiplayer, but it's a solo game. Right. Well, the multiplayer, I hear, is not supposed to come out until January or February. That makes sense. I feel that's a good market. That's a good, that's a good move. Get people to go back to it? Well, no, no, no. They just get the whole experience. You get right. to play the story, and then you can run and do a competitive. Yeah, exactly. It's a good, it's a good idea. Um, all but, right. but then there's always those people who are that there's those people who are always constantly multiplayer heavy, and they're gonna complain. That's well, true. We well, a lot they're of gonna complain because there's been certain games that have released the multiplayer first. Like I think I want to say Titan. Well, Titanfall is a multiplayer game. Titanfall. Yeah. Do you notice how it's funny how everyone's giving crap to uh, Titanfall for not having a single player campaign, but then Call of Duty comes out and they almost praise. They they're practically praising the game. Okay, I'm sorry. What game was it before? Black, uh, Titanfall had Titan, no okay, single okay, okay, player, okay, okay. But, but Black Titanfall, Ops 4... Titanfall is a new game. Right. So it's not an established multiplayer. And it's not tied to a... Uh, franchise. It's not franchise. a franchise. Okay. It's not It's not Call of Duty. There's no lore tied there's to no it. There's no lore. There's no fabled whatever. Okay. okay. I feel like a lot of the Call of Duty stuff is built upon the mystique of Call of Duty like 2, 3, and 4. Right. I feel like those built the foundation for well, the for the online multiplayer community. They have so many different franchises going on. Well, you notice that you notice that Call of Duty you know you notice Call of Duty didn't get competitive until Modern Warfare. No, but even like Call of Duty the the new one is practically it's it's the orange box, you know, it's three different games that are completely di- separate from one another. But they tie them into the greater universe and the lore by little intro cinematics. You know what Call of Duty I liked, and I am kind of uh, I, I kind of want to play it. I'll probably just watch the YouTube movie. But the Call of Duty, the one where it's in the future, Advanced Warfighter, right? Yeah, the, the one where Kit Hardington's the bad guy, John Snow. Yeah, right, dude, that is a legit story. That's a story-driven game, and they hated it. Yeah, that's why they go into the all multiplayer because they tried the story. If you if you play that game strictly for the single player story, it's a great story. So do you think that do you think the issue is that uh, like Infinity Ward and Activision they just need better writers and Treyarch? Do you think they just need better writers and that would fix this whole thing? Well, it's lazy. It's because they're it's, it's lazy, and you're trying to market your game to a certain community. They are a company that is a hundred percent focused on multiplayer. Okay, so here take this, Halo. Right. Both giant, equally story-driven and multiplayer. Right. But yet, not a competitive powerhouse. You don't really have any... I mean, there are. It was at one point, but not anymore. It's not a competitive game. No, but Halo is one of those games where there's so much focus put into the lore, the Forerunners, the Covenant, the Precursors. But you could still pick it up without playing the single player and play the multiplayer. but there are... Like, I, I, I don't know why I'm pointing over there. I sold them. Uh, there's novels, a whole series of novels that are based on, like, completely connecting the lore to all the games. Yeah. There's comic yeah. books. Yeah. Dark Horse, Marvel, all these companies have made comic books for Halo. Yeah. So. So what are you saying? But Call, Call of Duty's built upon history, bro. Right, right. But Halo really cares about its single player, where Call of Duty never really cared that much. Yeah, That's why you get Yeah, it did. 
I don't think so because you could play through the campaign of Call of Duty in four to five hours, whereas Halo would take you six to but eight hours. But back in the day, that was considered the average for a story. Yeah, I guess that's true. And you could you could march through Zelda in four hours. But see, what I always loved about Halo was that you and your buddy could sit down, like when Combat Evolved came out. Yeah, I remember after. But that's but the, but you're but you're still aiming for a single player campaign shared with an with a with no, a exactly with exactly so like you're not competitively playing against so each like other. in high school like you would come over when we were freshmen or sophomores and we'd sit there and we'd play through the halo campaign yeah but what was cool about it is that we'd sit there and we'd discuss what all the lore means well yeah we were trying to figure out who the forerunners were and where all this shit came from and right the backstory which right. is which is legit how gaming is call of duty to be. doesn't do that though they don't really what? take the time and effort to put into it when they did it was a history game they did at one point when it was World War Two. It was World War Two, but you moved on to like modern warfare. Black yeah, but now they've gone back to World War Two though. Ghosts. But they've gone back. Now we're starting over again. Now we're starting over again. But we've they gone have, back to World War Two. They have like four or five different franchises out at one time. You know who though. gets it right? Who? Battlefield. Mm. Interesting, you brought that up because on Polygon they like did... I am so down. Like I don't play PlayStation. And I don't even know if Battlefield's on Xbox. I don't think so. Right. But that would be a game I'd be so down to play. Because it is more like Halo than any other game that's not Halo. So on IGN, they really loved the single-player experience in Battlefield Five. Polygon But it also has a great multiplayer. Like, the one knock I have about the, the Call of Duty multiplayer is it's, there's no depth. Right. There's no depth to it. Okay. There's no... There's no it's just literally just you in a bowl with these people. Okay. Which is fun for a minute. But like Battlefield, you've got fucking airplanes, tanks, horses, trains. You've got all these parachutes, people coming across. I mean, so many different things. It's just a so much better fleshed out game. Right. Even multiplayer. It's a multiplayer heavy game, but it's still got depth. Call of Duty doesn't have depth. Yeah. Like in Call of Duty, like in Battlefield, you it's got a like, very surf- like, like it's- at a random point, this big battleship will come across the coast and sh- and hammer the coastline or the area in shells, and you have to avoid it or you die. It's a very surface appearing narrative. Like it 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 doesn't really dive into the personalities of anyone. It just have like this happens, this happens, this happens. How are you going to react to it? That's Battlefield. No, that's Call of Duty. To Call me. of Duty is a way way narrower scale. How would you define it? Call of Duty is more poker. Okay. You're playing against the other player. Right. Battlefield's more like roller derby. Meaning, a meaning bunch of it's kind of like a playing. It's a free for all. <laughs> okay. There's not, I, there's, there is skill. Okay. But there's, but even people who have reckless abandon can have fun and, uh, even novices can have fun in Battlefield. Okay. Because it's such a broad game. Right. I feel like um, that that uh, Call of Duty is more of a, uh, I don't want to say higher skill, but it's more of a refined skill set. You know what I mean? Right. Like they focus on one aspect. They don't got to worry about planes. They don't got to worry about, I mean, I mean, they have like the the drone strikes and all that, but they don't have to worry about other players like swooping out of the sky in a you don't have to worry in about an aircraft the, or the, a tank or a tank coming through the wall. The perks, <laughs> yeah, you know perks. Don't worry there's, about there's, I mean, there's perks, someone, but there's not. You don't have to worry about attack dogs. Don't have to worry about a they horse instantly kill you no matter what you do. Butt. Yeah, uh, 
I just feel Battlefield is the more complete game. Okay. All right, next piece of news. Uh, Sega Genesis finally gets the HD console it deserves. This comes from Polygon by Christopher Grant. Exactly one year after announcing the Super NT, a product that I called the nicest 16-bit console ever held, Analog is back with the Mega SG, promising to do for Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive what it's already done for the Super Nintendo. The Mega SG is powered by the same hardware that makes it Super NT possible and will ask the same $190 price. Um, but this isn't simply more than more of the same. This time around, Analog has a few new tricks up its sleeve. So last year's Analog, Analog's Christopher Taber told us, we want to do some more systems. There's no question. We'd like to go through uh, video game history, especially a lot of the stuff that's especially or unlikely to ever get an OEM treatment from the original company like Nintendo is doing and make systems that are made with respect and care and attention to detail and allow people to celebrate and explore those platforms. With Sega thus far failing to capitalize on the growing consumer interest in retro classic consoles, the less said about at games disappointing Sega Genesis flashback HD attempt the better. Sega Gen- uh, Sega's consoles certainly seem like an obvious uh, pick to succeed the Super Nintendo. Most people who follow us closely knew that this is going to be our next product, Taber said. I don't think it's too hard to put the pieces together. We're just following up with what we have the duty to follow up with. It's not even a choice. It's our duty to make the ultimate Sega system, especially because there's just there's just nothing available at all when it comes to Sega Genesis, the Mega Drive, or Master System. There's more of the more of a void versus something like Nintendo. So Analog is making the Mega SG to fill that void. To it will begin shipping in April 2019. If you want to skip all the details. And instead, just enjoy six minutes of Genesis Classic Gunstar Heroes and Pixel Perfect 1080p. Then you can stop here, put some headphones in, and enjoy. Um, so this uh, base, there's a lot more to it. But basically, the Sega Gen- uh, Sega the Mega SG is boasting an HDMI uh, output and upscaling. N- not none of that like cheap. Uh, emulator stuff that like at games yeah so it's 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 and what it allows you to do so with at games you notice how like i have the at games console downstairs and what it does is it will let you play some uh, cartridges but it won't let you play all of them with uh, mega sg you can play all of your old uh, cartridges and it doesn't have anything built into the hard drive Mm -hmm. but it it upscales everything so how really? Do you, wait, wait, wait. So it'll play original cartridges on with with better graphics. With how better is that graphics? How is that possible? I don't know. Like the um, just the tech that they're using, because uh, it, it runs through uh, HDMI, so it runs 1080p. So I don't know. But what how the do you frame, do that? But but it was never designed to be that way. Are they? You'd have to redesign no, but it, or, a, or it does it on the fly. It's the same thing with like a uh, up converting or upscaling DVD player. You know, you have uh, something that was originally meant to be 720 and it upscaled to 1080p. So what this is doing it, I mean, I, obviously, I don't think like you put in a copy of Streets of Rage or uh, Golden Axe, you're not going to notice the graphic uh, upgrades. But do you remember how like the Super Nintendo had a mode where you could play and it would add pixels into the, uh, the, the game? Yeah. So you can add pixels into the game to play it how the developers meant it to be played in case you had like one of those old black and white tube TVs. Okay. So that's what they're doing with here is that it will upscale everything to 1080p, but it's not going to be something that's like, okay, but oh, you're not going to, it's super it's, noticeable. It's, it's not going to wow you like a remastered game, but it, it will look better. Better. Not great, better. Not great, but better. And the cool thing about is that this, better? I think so. 
And honestly, like the cool thing about this is with the uh, with the at games Sega Genesis console that I uh-huh. have, it it doesn't play. It only plays like the most popular uh, cartridges. But this you can play everything. And not only that, but it has wired controllers, so you don't have to worry about being you know four feet away from the console and have to worry about response time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. How do you feel about like? Do you feel like Sega Genesis needs a classic console, much like Nintendo or the Super N- uh, SNES, the SNES? <laughs> uh not really i mean it's own dealy but retro like forbes put out an article right now retro gaming retro gaming is big right now it's big and in like but the, the thing is is that yes retro gaming is big but they're not upscaling the graphic it's to be in its original content retro style right that's the big style uh i feel this is a a, a middle a meet in the middle kind of a deal okay where it's not quite up to modern graphics, but it's better. I feel like let's take it back to 2000, and that's what this feels like. You know, we're just we're just gonna take it. We're gonna bring it a little bit further ahead, but not quite up to modern. But don't you ever have those moments where, like, you think about okay consoles that's you like, played as a kid, it's, though, it's, and like it's, you wish it's, you it's, could it's, play You look them at it the same. You look at it the same like movies. You would never want to watch a digitally redone version of like star wars back to the future indiana jones uh, anything the goonies any of these iconic movies like you wouldn't want to be like like super defined like i remember like like a lot of like old movies some of the best parts and the best aspects are that you know that that's a that's a suit it's a guy in a suit right or you, you know that's a puppet you know it's a puppet but it's it's just it's that's just as to the the mystique of the movie that's it, that's like when they when they instead of using a puppet to be Yoda, they try to do a, a CGI version. It was terrible, right? And uh, like when they like in the last movie, one of the bright spots in the last Star Wars Episode Eight was when they used the original when it, when the credits the, rolled. No, right? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when their credits rolled, yeah. No, when they used the original puppet of Yoda from the okay. original trilogy, they used the right. original puppet. Exactly. Okay. And you know it's a puppet. It looks terrible, but it just makes it better than a CGI copy. Well, see, like I got those games up there. I got Sega Spinball. I got the Pebble Beach. Uh, okay, let me ask game. you this: Would you ever want to play Zelda at, with Final Fantasy graphics, modern Final Fantasy graphics? Would you ever want to play it? Okay. No, I see what you're. I see. Would you ever want to play Mario? Would Mario be the same if it had realistic graphics? See, I was thinking about that. Yesterday. If you had if you had Forza, but it was Mario Kart, would it still be Mario? No, and be it fine? wouldn't. That'd be Forza One. But with like Mario sixty four, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, what made it so good was that like you had to figure out ways to get around like the pixel glitches in the game. Like that was half. The it just fun. became part of the game. It it did. Well, it's the same thing with Batman Arkham City. Like you had to figure out like there's things that you could not do. Like if they were like I think I think it was Gears. There was one part where if you didn't do something or go a certain way, if you went a different way, it would the game would glitch every time. It would. So you it was it was trying to avoid getting glitching the game that was part of the it was kind of like an obstacle in the game. Right. It it, it added to the game eventually. Well, did you ever play Batman Arkham City? Yes. Okay, so in that game, there's a part where you're uh you go over to you go to one place in the game and uh, you always face this. I, I forgot this, that was modern times. What do you think? It's all right. It's got citrus. It's it's citrusy. It's very citrusy. It's got a weedy. It tastes like a stronger shock top to me. 
Because, yes. Because well, look, you got it, 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 it. It's like a IPA version of a shock top. Well, you got your so you got Mosaic, Simcoe, Yukonot, uh, uh, Denali, Eureka, Nugget. Just wasn't expecting that when I tried to down. No, it. but it's all <laughs> it's all citrus. Like yeah. it's it's citrus fruit. Like hazy mosaic is meant to be like a juicy. I was trying to get you. To, I was trying to get you to judge me for downing the beer. It's, it's all good. I'm not Justin. Um, <laughs> no, but in Arkham City, you go to certain places and you do certain moves, and you end up falling through the map for hours. Halo was that way. Certain points, like Halo you, was like, like that. Like if you ever like on like those laser bridges, but you would fall. Remember with Halo, you go on to what was the the snow level called? Not uh, not the multiplayer one, the single player campaign. Assault on the control room, right? And you have that that thing where like if you're yes. playing with a buddy and you both teleport at the same time, but the other one hits the invisible or is reloading at the time you teleport, you get infinite rockets or infinite invisibility. You get infinite whatever you have when you pass right. through. Yes, right, I remember because exactly. we, we did that with the invisibility, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was either that or the like, rockets. Because I remember we, 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 spent a whole ep- we did a whole level where you just were firing rockets at everywhere. Right, and you were invisible. So yeah, like I, I was invisible, and you were throwing rockets. You would go in, and the people who would not turn their backs on you and you were, so you could club them, I'd just come in and blow them up. Yeah, but we yeah. also ran into the problem where I was blowing you up every second because you couldn't see me. I couldn't see yes. you. Yeah. It was it was it was a communication problem. It was a communication problem. But like people loved retro gaming, and so like I think it's a good time. I still want to do. I'm not going to mention my idea for the documentary on air, but I like I I love the idea of being able to play like. Okay, you know yes, we're yes, discussing. Yes, yes, I love that, but also going at, the, out, at the same time, it's at the same essence of the thing we're doing with the last land party. Right, right, same you, thing. Right, exactly. You just want to enjoy it. One, it's not something you want to relive over and over again, but it's something you want to enjoy one last time. So if I want to sit down and I want to play Sonic and Knuckles one more time, this is something I would definitely invest like. I in. like. I remember I one of the <laughs> my favorite games on N sixty four was uh, Rogue Squadron. You ever play that? Yeah. Where you're the pilot? That was such a fun game. Is it N64? One of my favorite games on N64 was Bomberman. Because it was the first Bomberman to actually have a story to it. Uh-huh. You could play through a campaign. It's just like with Sega Genesis, I want to go back and be able to play Vector Man. You know, N64, you know what I played in N64? My, my major swing at that time was like WWE wrestling games. Do you remember it SmackDown on PlayStation 1? Yeah, because that was, the, that was the last time I had... No, not the last time. That was the first time I had both consoles because I wanted to play SmackDown on the 1 and Raw on the 360. So it's so funny. Me and my brother were talking about this the other day, how like we used to go out into the back. We, we you this, know what the funny thing is? Huh. Is the drastic change in quality. It is. It is. It's so funny that we we compare... We put the N sixty four on the same level as the PlayStation because they were they were out at the same time. But they're not equal. They're not equal. The PlayStation was vastly superior because the, at the GameCube time. didn't come out until PlayStation two did. I want to say it came out until three. You think? Yes. Because the the era of the GameCube was very short because the Wii came out in two thousand six. I want to the say the Wii. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's look it up. No, I think you're right. I think the Wii came out with PS three and the PS two came out with. The Wii or the Cube, because my brother had a Cube. He still has a Cube. Um, two thousand six, yeah. So I was right, November nineteenth. Yes, that's what, the PS two and the Cube, and the original Xbox. Right. And then the three sixty, the Wii, and the PS three. Right. Yeah. Um. 
All right, next story. Uh, did you hear anything about the Telltale Games closing down? Did you read any of oh, that? I was stuff? super disappointed. Okay. Because I really enjoyed the Borderlands series. I didn't oh, ever play the, the, the. Do you know what I hate? Gearbox saying, hey, we're working on Borderlands 3, but in the meantime, you can play freaking Borderlands 2 in VR. Why would I want to do that? Yeah, I know, right? I played it six times already. Why yeah. do I want to play it in VR? Because they're just trying to get you. They're just trying to to substitute it. In the meantime, they, I don't because they they're lagging behind. They are lagging, but I don't have the same like patience for them as I do with like uh, Bethesda. You know? No, no, no. I know, but like uh, <laughs> Borderlands. I I really enjoyed the Tales from the Borderlands. I really enjoyed the Batman series. The I didn't like Game of Thrones. You didn't. I didn't really care for it either. I didn't like the story. For some reason, I didn't like it because I felt like I was. I, no matter what I did, I wasn't going to win. See, I liked Walking Dead, but I was so over it. I didn't really play the Walking Dead so much, but the Batman was fun. Batman the was Batman. Fun. The I never did Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't do the Guardians of the Galaxy okay. one. I did. I did the Batman. I did the, the Wolf Tales Among Us. The Wolf really Among Us was good. great. Yeah, I was super disappointed they didn't come out with the second season. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. So, what do you think brought an end to uh, Telltale? You talk while I gotta pee. I, I, well, I don't know. I think it was. I think someone bought them out. Honestly, because it was a popular. It was a popular company. They, they it was quality gaming, quality story. I feel like the, they were relying too heavily on future. They were relying profits. Y- yes, I feel like they didn't. They didn't flesh out their stories enough in certain John in certain series. They didn't. Wolf Among Us was great. Very fleshed out. Uh, Borderlands, great. Uh, the Game of Thrones one, not so much. I feel like they were reaching. They, they, it wasn't quite... I, I like the idea of introducing new, like, smaller characters, but not quite the... It was just too obscure. And they tried to sprinkle some of the the, the main story into it. It didn't. It just didn't, it just didn't feel right. They haven't, made, they haven't been able to make a good Game of Thrones game ever, honestly. Uh, well, there's only two, but yeah. They the first Xbox one, I think it was Xbox 360, was the Game of Thrones game, and that was more based off the books, not the movies. So no one really gave because it, it didn't look like the movies or the TV show. But the Tales from Borderlands was directly integrated into the TV show, so that's what drew everybody in from the Game of Thrones crowd. But um, it just didn't feel well thought out and well written. Uh, I like the characters. I like the I like the like all that stuff. But I just feel like it, the story just it you just never felt like you could win. Do you think that they maybe weren't deep enough into the lore of Game of Thrones yet to they, be able to create a successful game? Because that came yes, out around because, season be, because, three. Because okay, they used they used the uh, they used houses that were not major players in the books, which I do like. I like minor characters. It's a, well, it's a side story. Yeah, right? it's a side story that fleshes out the 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 lore. Right. Honestly. But I feel like it would have been better if you played as houses that you sort of knew yeah. from the TV show and the books. Like, if you could play as a minor character, not as any of the major characters, but, you know, like, uh, like who was a major character in the throw? It was a side character, but a major character. Uh, like, you could play as, like, uh, a Greyjoy, or you could play as, like, one of uh, Rob Stark's Bannermen, the, like, the Umbers or the Glovers or whatever. Um, or you could play as, like... Uh, a member of the Lannister family, but not quite the 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 head so I, the head people. Or I didn't stuff. play it. Did you? Yeah, no, I okay. played it. You played as a as a minor house in the north, and then you also played. Uh, well, yeah, you played as the you played as different family members of this one house. Is what it was. 
Okay. And you interacted with, you know, all the main characters in the movies or the TV shows and stuff and everything. Um, right. It was well written and I enjoyed it, but I just felt like it would have been better if they used the more well known, but not the quite, not, not like, like, like the Starks and the Targaryens and stuff, but like stuff, people that are mentioned and characters that you've seen in the show, but not quite. Like if you could play as like the Hound. Or a member of the of his house, or a member of the uh, like any any of these other characters that are well known, but not quite the main characters, like the B list. But um, they just went with like, these obscure ones that you that they barely mention in the books, or I think they even made it up um, for the game. Honestly, they just took the names and then ran with it. Yeah, uh, but which is cool. I like fleshing out minor characters and stuff, but I felt like the success of this game would have been better if it had been more well-known characters in a story. Yes, you do interact with all the all the, all the the A-list and everything like that, but I feel, I just, you know, you just weren't invested in those characters, honestly. Right. Like the Borderlands and like Batman and all that Borderlands stuff. Borderlands was fun. Borderlands was fun. Batman was really cool. It was a different style, a different, you know, story from Batman. Um, you weren't sure where it was going to go. And then The Wolf Among Us was a completely alien story to me at the time, and I just really liked it when I started playing it. I like the idea of all your normal fairy tale characters. It's really just more of a dark, seedy reality to it. Right. Yeah, there's these kiddie fairy tales, but really, which is true of, of most modern fairy tales, is they're really actually very dark. Like, you know, I know the original Alice in Wonderland, like, you know, she gets raped by Tweedledee and Tweedledum and a bunch of other stuff, and... And all that stuff. Do you ever hear the rumors that Pete, uh, not Pete Carroll, uh, Pete Carroll, Lu- Lewis Carroll, Lewis Carroll, he was actually like a child molester. Did you ever hear those rumors? And like he wrote that book so like kids would. Sit well, on yeah, his because lap don't you know was... in this in the show The Magicians they kind of emulate that. Yeah, yeah, they kind of emulate that that story of how the the author of this well known like fantasy genre like if it's like if uh, not to say any way that she would ever do this or has done this, but like if uh, what's her name J.K. Rowling. Well, you know, came out that she, you know, abused all these children over, you know, the years of, you know, writing the Harry Potter books. It would, it would that's exactly what it was like. Yeah. Um, it's nuts, dude. Uh, so tell now t- that I've rambled. No, no, you're good, dude. Tell, tell. Like, do you think that they're? I'm really sad that they're gone because they they did tell great stories, not so much great games because it you were more just doing the stuff to progress the story in the way you would like. It was really an experiment in watching a movie that you directed, honestly. Right, right. You you ran the narrative. Yeah. I mean, within a certain guidelines, but you decided how your game worked out. It was a great... It was like a pick-your-own-adventure gr- Yes, it was a great formula, and I'm really sad that it, it's gone because I don't think we're going to have another one like it in a while. Well, here, I did not read the article. Um Skybound Games is currently finalizing an agreement with Telltale Games to finish the final season of Walking Dead. Hopes to release episode three by the end of the year and have episodes one and two back up for sale later this month, according to comments by its CEO during an AMA on Reddit that took place yesterday evening. We'll be back on uh, we'll be back on sale as soon as possible. I'd hope we can do this by the end of October. Ian Howe wrote in response to one commenter's questions about when the final seasons come. Completed episodes would be back up for purchase. They had been taken down at the end of September, less than two weeks after Telltale announced a majority studio closure. As for episode three, which Kotaku previously reported was nearly complete, House said the team is aiming for a release sometime in 2018. 
I fully expect episode three to be done this year, and I'll be very disappointed if we can't make this happen, he said. Still, according to Howe's responses, much of the series' future remains up in the air. Howe confirmed that no one is currently working on any of the episodes and that details of the deal between Skybound and Telltale announced at New York Comic Con are still being hammered out while the company has reached out to many former Telltale developers who were working on the game's final season. It's still being decided as to who may get rehired and what the terms of the contacts will be. At this stage, we're still in discussion with various members, blah, 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 blah. Um, so you heard that people who downloaded or who purchased the season pass for uh, The Walking Dead season four would be... Uh, they all the content was removed from online. So like one, if you didn't get episodes one and two, it was taken down. So you can't get it anymore. Yeah, that's cool and uh, super cool. But I just wish someone would pick it up and revitalize it. But I mean, do you think I, it's fair to the people who paid for it? Like they paid sixty bucks for a season one content pass, and they're not going to get the full product out of it. I think they should be refunded part of their part of their purchase. Honestly, if you're only getting part of the product, you should only have to pay part of the price. But do you think that them completing the season would make up for that? Yes. Well, if you get a full season, then yeah. Okay. It's worth the season pass you paid for because you get the whole season. Right. Um, but if you're only going to get part of a season, I feel you should only pay part of the price, honestly. Yeah. But it's just such a blow because it was such great storytelling. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a world dominated by unstory driven games, you know, you know, all these like battle royale games and multiplayer games, heavy games. I feel like the art of story telling a story, kind of like Whoa. movies, it's kind of like telling a story in a game, I feel is kind of like lost. Tale to Did you want to split those? Is that why you got that open? No, I was just trying to make you drink it. <laughs> did you already have something? Filled? Remember I'm an enabler. I'm trying to pull you along yeah. with me. I just poured myself a new one. Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, don't judge me. <laughs> do you think that I'm going to pull you back down to my level, buddy? <laughs> You're going to live in the muck. Live in the muck. Just embrace it. Um, well, how do you do? You think that Telltale should have handled the closure of their studio a little better? Well, how are they going to handle it better? Well, I feel like they were lying. I too. feel like if they I, knew. I think that they knew that they were going to close down, but then telling their employees that they had, you know, they had to clear out their offices right away, and they had a week worth of health care. Like they, they should have been able to predict. Like that's the job of someone who works in finances. That's their job to predict. How far ahead of time the company can last? Okay, and here's a question: like Did they, they, did they ever release the, their games on on disc, or is it strictly digital? No, they release their games on disc. Okay, here's the thing: is that yes, those games are a player driven story, right. as in you direct the narrative. Yeah, but they didn't quite really have a whole lot of replay value. No, they didn't for sure. Like, yeah, there's different ways you could take the story, but I feel like you weren't really missing out on a whole lot right like like i remember like in like um let's say mass effect uh, even though i know brian hates that series i love that series but you know uh, we need like, to, we need to quiz him on that one day why he didn't like mass effect i don't well, he doesn't like uh story driven games that's the person who doesn't really care for story driven games he's more of the multiplayer PUBG kind of battle royale kind of game that's why we, that's it's why not I, fifa i don't want to play it you kind of we love you brian i'm just joking but um, at, least your knee, at least your knee is not injured, right? <laughs> okay, she used one everybody liked, Skyrim. Like, there are parts in Skyrim where you had to choose between doing one part or the other, um, one storyline or the other, like when you could either choose between the Empire or the Stormcloaks. Right. Or versus, you know, vampires versus the... Um, 
I can't remember the damn name of the organization, but 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 the, whatever. Uh, like you would always save it right then, so you could go back, reload it, and then go the other well, way. Well, because you didn't know what you were going to be offered from each. Party. Yeah, but see, I feel like Telltale Games lacked that. There was, yeah, it might be slightly different, but kind of the same outcome. Like the Game of Thrones one, I feel like if I, no matter what choice I did, I was going to lose. Right. I feel like those those, uh, which is kind of more. I guess that's that's it's exactly how a Game of Thrones should game should be. Is you should expect to lose because all the characters you like lose and they die. So it makes sense that his game would be like that, where you just, no matter what you did, you lose. Right. Um, but uh, like, but like the, the Borderlands one, I really enjoyed it. I liked it. And the tail and the 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 Wolf Among Us, great game, great story. Um, and I feel like they didn't release enough content for those good storylines soon enough. Right. I feel like there was too much time in between seasons. Like, Borderlands only got one season. Wolf Among Us, which was their first one, only well, had one Border- season. So The only one who got a second season or multiple seasons was The Walking Dead. Well, so Tales from the Borderlands, from what I understand, was supposed to bridge the gap between Borderlands 2 and 3, but they haven't released 3 yet, so we don't know like if it was worth the effort. Oh, I don't know. I... I, I was just as jazzed for the second season of the Game of Thrones one because they said they were releasing a second season at one point in time. But do you think that Telltale kind of overreached like they should have stuck to their own original properties as opposed to... to like what original properties? A, the Wolf, Wolf Among Us Wolf was Among a... Us. No, that was, that was a comic series. But they reached out, like they purchased the that rights was in to... A, but that's an obscure comic book that's only known to diehard fans. No, I know, but you're they, you're jumping into something like Borderlands was, or Game of Thrones. Cheap, right? That was cheap for Walking them. Walking Dead. Whereas like you could have done um Well that's like I said, their first product was The Wolf Among Us. That right, was that right, was their launch. Was it worth it for them to buy um Game of Thrones or Guardians of the Galaxy or Batman? Should they have not just focused on their own original content? Because No, people, you had to People did like the cheaper properties, though the less well-known properties like Wolf Among Us. People like that, and they could have developed that further and built up a bankroll instead of going out and buying all these big Hollywood properties. Yes, which is what I was going to say is that I feel like they didn't focus enough on their content. Minecraft like, was another big one. They were working with uh, Netflix to create a Minecraft series. Like, why? Yeah, I don't know. Minecraft is mindless. It's, there's no point to that game, honestly. It's a, it's a, it's a time killer is what it is. Right. But, like, these are story games. It's like watching TV, honestly. You play through. Yeah. Um, but I just... They didn't fo- They didn't get it, the content. They didn't market it well. They they just... They had great content, but they the business side, they didn't do anything right. Right. I mean, they had these great series, but they didn't crank out the content enough. Yeah. Like I said, everything they did was one season. Okay. So you made these people invest in these great stories, and then you never gave them the satisfaction of giving a second run. Right. Like I said, the only one who got a second run was The Walking Dead. But you had well, they, like, you they had got five four, or they six. They got four more runs. Yeah, they got, that got the most runs. Yeah. Whereas you had the other properties that you could have, it could have been so much more successful. Right. I feel like you just focused in on what you thought was going to be the biggest moneymaker, which was Walking Dead, because it's such a... It's like Game of Thrones. Well, I'm they, surprised you didn't go hard on Game of Thrones. They should have focused on that more instead of reaching out and creating all these other properties. Yes and no. Yeah. All right. We should move on. <laughs> well, yeah, we can talk about this um, for a long time. From NintendoLife.com, written by Liam Doolan, uh, former American President Barack Obama doesn't care about Pokemon, so... Go and vote. Um, here, let will go down to the uh, article here. 
That's a lot of head. I, I, it's a lot honestly, of head you're going to say? It's all in the way you pour it, I think. Yes, I'm well aware. That's why I'm so good that I don't have one. Um, citizens of America, the former and 44th president of the United States, wants you to vote in the upcoming midterm elections. Sitting down with media company ATTN recently, Barack Obama made it clear he didn't care about seven common excuses used by your friends for not voting. Right off the bat, the biggest reason I don't care about politics was addressed. If that's, if that's you, Obama has a special message. He doesn't care about Pokemon, but he knows it's going to keep on coming back, just like we all do. That's why you apparently need to vote. Admittedly, it's, not, it's a bit of questionable analogy. His point is, if you don't vote, certain people will keep on returning, and that's exactly what these powerful figures want, for you to not be concerned about voting. Then, we, then when you opt out, it allows other people to fill that void and enables them to do nothing about the things you would like to see the government do. So if you want to stop any powerful leaders, plan from action... Uh, Plans from actually going ahead. Throw them out by voting. Take a look at the full list. Blah 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 blah. Um, did we just become political? We did. All I really care about right there is that Obama doesn't care about Pokemon, and I feel like that will divide political powers for years to I come. Feel like you just alienated us. Did I? Obama doesn't you, care about you Pokemon. Just took a side. Obama, you no. so you totally sound like a Trumper I, right now. I didn't take a side. I yes, just you made did. it you clear. Just, you were just downing Obama right now. I made it clear that Obama <laughs> doesn't care about Pokemon. So you know, and Trump's calling people. Are you going to use a, a Nightstone, a Moonstone, a Waterstone on Eevee? Trump doesn't give a, a crap. He's going to uh, he's going to do whatever he wants because he doesn't care about Pokemon. Are you going to use that uh, stone to wake up that Snorlax on Route Fifty Two? That's a flute, bro. He doesn't care, man. It's a flute, bro. Are you gonna use those? Uh, put rare candy in position six and go to a pallet town or whatever and surf up and down the coast. He doesn't care. He just wants you to vote. So, are politics gonna allow us to destroy our opinions of Pokemon? That's my I question. I can't tell to if you. you're you're against the right or the left. You're 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 all over the map. You're just trying to get people to vote. I'm in the middle. Just of go. It. Just it doesn't matter Face- if it's random. <laughs> just go down and mark a Facebook's mark a- Facebook's algorithms have identified me as independent. So let's. <laughs> Josh doesn't care who you vote for, just vote. Oh, good lord, that's such a different taste than uh, modern just times. Just like it. Um, so, how do we feel about this? As a longtime Pokemon fan, I know we discussed. The okay, f- okay, okay, okay. Okay, you played way further than I did. Ooh, I stopped. One of the first. I things, stopped. I stopped at silver and gold. One of the first things that we discussed when we became friends was Pokemon Red. Okay. I'm not. I'm not denying my my, and I'm still enthusiastic. But I just, I couldn't play the same game for the millionth because time, dude. You made a joke about Charizard, and then we were when? friends. We were friends for life after no, you that. You know, I know, but I'm just saying. But how how long can you play the same game? No, but you can play Pokemon for a long time. It's a good game. Okay. It's the beginner's RPG. It's an RPG light. It's a gateway. It's a gateway drug to like Final Fantasy and okay. all the other stuff. Yes, in a way that that I love Pokemon. I love the idea. Kyle, okay, 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 hold on. I like the idea, and it's pro- it's because I like this genre. It's probably why I like this genre. I like because R- I, I like yes, I like RPGs with a party where you have a party of people that you play with, like not not players but NPC characters. Okay. I like how you could build your own team the way you wanted it in Pokemon. It was the same way in like Dragon Warrior and all those games and Dragon Warrior Monsters and where you built a team of the way you wanted it with the skills you wanted 
and you would fight these characters. And there were things you couldn't do on one console, but you could do on the other. Like if you didn't have well, that's okay. That's you that's like that's like how uh, you would like each version, red, blue, and yellow, had their own like unique Pokemon that you could get. Right. So, and so you it would if, encourage you to trade with people who played a different version. If on red you got a char you got a Charmander, and on blue you got a Squirtle, you wouldn't have to create a new save file. You could just open up a new game, trade it to your buddy. And then go back to your old game. Yeah, you, you could cheat yeah. the system. Same thing with Mew. That's what, what I always did. Okay, at the after I beat the game a couple times with the standard characters, like I didn't want to start out with Squirtle, Charmander, and the the Vine guy, Bulbasaur, or Pikachu. I wanted an obscure Pokemon, so I would like at Pidgey? the be, at the beginning of the tr- at the beginning of the game. No, I'd trade. Don't be so edgy, dude. You no, no, I'd trade a Kakuna. No, <laughs> Weedle. No, you are no, a no, Weedle no. Fan, what was the right? what was the goldfish that turned into uh, the dragon? <laughs> yeah, that was my first Pokemon. No, no, no. Like I would trade for like Gyarados. Uh, it was like level thirty two. I think it turned into no. But like I trade for like a, a Cubone or something, an obscure okay. Pokemon, uh, a right. Nido King, Scyther, Nido King, or uh, a Rhydon or something like for that. Scyther turned into Scizor. At level like twenty two, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or you'd get like just something that isn't the main focus of the TV show or the anime or the comics or anything. I wanted. I would always like to start the game out as like. Did you know in the cartoon Ash was originally supposed to marry Misty in the end, and they're supposed to have kids, but it was so popular that they kept it going, and that never happened. Well, yeah, because he kept meeting new women. Ash Every season was he was the same, and the chick was different. Ash is a player. He's a player who never aged. He's like Russell Crowe of anime. Russell Crowe ages. I would th- I would like him to Keanu Reeves, who uh, doesn't Russell age. Russell Crowe never ages. What, what are you talking about? He looks vastly different than he did when he was younger. Keanu Reeves looks exactly the same. He looks older, but not old. You know, he's fat. He's bigger. Not fat. He's just bigger. He's older. He's but bigger. Like, if he, he doesn't to, look like he did in Gladiator. If he decided to go on a diet, he looks like he could still play Maximus if he wanted to. Keanu Reeves in John Wick looks like Neo with a beard. He looks exactly the well, same. He pretty much is Neo with a beard. No, no, he his, is, but I'm just his saying dog he, died. Like, he didn't get fat. Difference. He didn't change. He's the same person forever. Kate Beckinsale, for Christ's sake. Oh, my gosh, dude. She's been the same for the last 20 years. She is legit a vampire. I had a poster of her for for. And I am super disappointed in you that you got rid of it. Ten years of my life. You had that screensaver when she did the Pepsi ad. <sighs> She's in the bikini. Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> it was a screensaver forever. Oh my gosh. Hey. Uh, right up until he discovered. Hey, uh, can we cheers to that, please? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Keep right up until yourself. he uh, changed his idea and told me in a game that we previously played on a different podcast. That he liked Isabel Lucas more than he liked Kate Beckinsale. Dog, don't even get me started on Isabel Lucas, though. What do you mean get started? Uh, I don't understand how you can you can like somebody better than someone who's established. Isabel Lucas didn't do. Oh my gosh! After dude. the one movie, maybe it was that tale, but I don't know. And Transformers. I think you just wanted to screw a robot. Honestly, you're you are just way ahead of the game with the sex bot. The sex bot, dude. And like now that they can say no to me, like the game is on, dude. You know. <laughs> Now that I know they're robots, they're exactly like real human beings. I'm down. Really, people. There's, I'm just gonna go for the robots that are just like them. <laughs> there's a game afoot, you know. Uh, um. All right. Last article. Josh here. is legit Krillin. Might be, dude. No. What do you mean? Might be. You you crave the hot android chick? Yeah, Goku. You know, uh, in the opening episode of Dragon Ball Super, you know how they reintroduce Krillin? Huh. They ask Krillin. Goes. I just want to see if you I know get... Krillin has a baby. 
He has a baby. Uh, I forget what her Meryl, I think yeah. her name is. But he goes up to Goku. Which and is says, funny because he named his kid with a number one after an ex-girlfriend. Right. But he Super names, weird. He named, not names, but he goes up to Goku and says, Hey, Goku, I just want to know if I can stand a fight with you these days. And so he goes, please punch me. And Goku punches Krillin, and he punches him pretty much all around the world. Like, he socks him, and he goes, Whoosh. It is you. You are Krillin. But I always ask you if you can take that guy first. So it's same, a, same deal. It's not a big thing. All right, our last article comes from <laughs> IGN. It's written by Jordan Serrani, if that is his real name. Uh, Microsoft has partnered with Taco Bell to give fast food lovers a chance to win an Xbox One Platinum Limited Edition Bundle. In addition to an exclusive color scheme, the bundle console features a unique power on unique power on sound, the recognizable ring regularly heard at the end of the Taco Bell commercials. The bundle also include, includes three months of Xbox Games Pass, three months of Xbox Live Gold, and a white Xbox Elite wireless controller. The promotion will run from October 18th through November 21st. To enter the giveaway, simply purchase a $5 double Chalupa box from Taco Bell and text your unique and listed number. Winners will be selected every 10 minutes throughout the promotion, with bundles being delivered in as early as 72 hours. The Platinum Xbox One X is second, is the second color variation of Microsoft's premium console to be revealed this year. The first ever white Xbox One was announced in uh, late August as, of, as part of a Fallout 76 bundle. The console will be available starting November 14th for $500 usd for more on xbox one please check out which features were recently added to the system as part of its october update so um you know this has kind of reignited the console war between xbox lovers and playstation lovers i've been seeing a lot of stuff online where playstation people are like finally a reason for me to to uh purchase an xbox and I always personally thought that the Xbox versus PlayStation battle was stupid because each has their own unique games that are worth playing. Like, for example, PlayStation has God of War. Uh, Xbox has uh, Halo. So, Big Dog, I want to ask you this. In the Xbox versus PlayStation feud, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like PlayStation fanboys really just give no credit to Microsoft where it's due? Yes, I feel like PlayStation give Microsoft its due, and PC gamers don't give the master race. Let's the, make sure we call. Yeah, them the master right race now. doesn't give them uh, their due. But what they all can agree on is they all hate mobile gaming. Fair enough. They can all gang up on mobile games, but, but the, the at the at the top you've got PC, then you got PlayStation, and you got Xbox, but why, and then mobile gaming. Not that the games are better. Just they have this mystique of being the upper echelon for some reason. Why do you think Sony hates mobile games so much? Or no, Sony, everybody, Sony everybody, fans, everybody I mean. hates mobile games just just because they're clunky and they're 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 not really a game. They're more of a time waster. Because if you look a at money pit, Sony's hesitance to invest in the cross platform play with Fortnite, for example. You, you okay? Get this. Okay, you. There's an episode. I want to say it's an episode of. South Park, where, like, they release this game, and it's a great game, and they release this stupid, so off the wall, that people think it's cool and they buy it, which is exactly the formula of Fortnite. But PlayStation, even like, when... Like, why do you feel the need to spend your money on a, like, you spend $5 right. 
so you can run around in a game in a bunny suit. It's killing so skins, people. Man. I love like, them. why does that matter to you? But they've somehow figured it out that that's what people want is this like stupid that they're willing to pay money for just because it's exclusive if you pay money. Like they like they want to be part of the group. It's the VIP pass. It's the, it's like everybody wanted to be part of the the it crowd. But it's almost like Sony's views towards Microsoft and Nintendo bleed into their fans. So you have like even when Sony finally said, "Hey, <coughs> <coughs> sorry," um, Sony said, "Hey, we're doing research into uh, cross-platform play for for uh, Fortnite." They even came across and said that they were doing um, PlayStation is still... We want to prove that PlayStation is still the best place to experience these things on. How do you feel about that, though? Do you feel like if Sony had a little more hubris, that the inner inner company relations would be a lot better? Well, yeah. I mean, it was just recently that, you know, the PlayStation community agree... Or not the PlayStation community, but the the head the heads of, PlayStation, of Sony have decided to get with the picture and do cross-platform games. Because that's what people want. That's what people want because they right. want to connect with everybody else. Like you have a friend who ha- so happens to have PlayStation. He's playing the same game. You can't play together. Right. I mean, really, it's it's about making the communities bigger. Instead of having these different camps, you're making one camp, gaming camps. Instead of having PlayStation, PC, um, Microsoft, and mobile, um, instead of having all those camps, it's one camp. You're right. just having like everybody plays Fortnite. Which is whatever, but every, like everybody, everybody can play Halo. Everybody can play against anybody on the world on Battlefield. Well, that's Call like of Duty. The, the it's just it's just making a community a community instead of having all these warring factions. Which yeah, it kind of creates buzz and hype and all this stuff. But really, what gamers really truly care about is community it ex- is. and experience. It is experience. You're 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 looking for a Experience when every time you get online or on Xbox Live or anything, or just Xbox or gaming in general, you're looking for an experience. Yeah. So, but uh, here's the thing too. Like, I'm hoping that you will go with me to E3 this year. But you go to even places like E3, and you have all these people who like it is about the community. You go there, and you don't have the divisions between Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo. You have people who are genuinely stoked to see what the future of gaming is bringing. And all these people can come together on certain issues, but you always have the people who stay at home and like, oh, PlayStation is better than Xbox. But Xbox is work has been working so hard, especially f- since uh, Phil Spencer took over, to create original IPs and uh, you know power up old properties. That uh, you know Sony has God of War, granted uh, Order eighteen sixty six or whatever. Great game, never really had a sequel. Right, um, but they have all these games, but you don't... Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. They have all these properties that are like ex- uh, what's, exclusive. Uh, the Tomb Raider... No, Tomb Raider's cross-platform. Uh, no, the Nathan Drake series. Uncharted. Uncharted. You have all these games that are God of War. But... All these games that are freaking amazing that I've ne- well, I've never played. I've never I, played a God of War game. I think that... Never played a uh, Uncharted game, Ever. If Sony wants to survive the coming like storm, whereas like people more people are playing uh, you know Switch and PC than ever before, if they want to survive this, they have to dive into cross-platform play because they have people who like you have kids who have Xbox, Nintendo, or whatever. They want to play Fortnite with their friends, right? So you don't want to like go to Sony and be like, 
hey, I can't play Destiny or Rocket League or whatever. All right, well, that's enough on the Xbox versus PlayStation battle. Video games coming out this week. Um, October 23rd, we have Crayola Scoot coming out on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Just Dance 2019 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Wii U, Xbox 360, and Wii. We also have Nickelodeon Kart Racers, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Spider-Man Heist DLC on PS4, and My Hero 1's Justice, uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Big Dog, you looking forward to any of these things? You're a big fan of uh, My Hero 1, right? Academia? Oh, yeah, super, super good. So, do you, would you be willing to give the video game a chance? Probably. I feel like it's going to be just like uh, Dragon Ball Z games. It was like a fighting game? Yeah. All right. I'm down. Well, uh, I mean, I'm super down. I'm just, you know... I'm gonna, it's uh, the same thing. I wish they did like an RPG version of Dragon Ball. Right, right. Or Dragon well, Ball that Z. Was, um, what was like Game Boy... Uh, was the the thin Game uh, Game Gear-shaped one? Not, it, it was, was uh, it uh, DS. Was that? It was the DS. DS or Advance? No, DS was the one that they was, had it was the, slim and folded up. They had the Legend of Goku, where it's kind of like an RPG type thing. Yes, 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 yes. But I would like a, a console version or something. But if I reached out to the devs of My Hero 1, would you play it and give us a, a oh, short Oh, totally, review? yeah. All right, I'll reach out to them. Um, then October 26th, we have Red Dead Redemption 2 on PS4 and Xbox One. God bless any poor soul who feels like they uh, need to release a game in the wake of Red Dead. All right, on next week's episode, we'll have a moment of silence for all the poor misguided games that decided to come out in the week following Red Dead. For now, this has been another episode of the PCC Gamescast. If there's anything we messed up or you have any comments or questions, feel free to send us an email at popculturecosmos at gmail.com. In the meantime, feel free to follow us on social media at popculturecosmos on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and download us wherever it is you get your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Big Dog, any closing, uh, closing comments? Diversify yourself. Play all kinds of games. Play all the games, guys. You Play heard it. And girls, you heard never it know, here Never first. know what you like. You never know. Try everything once, we always say, right? Sure. Sure. All right, guys. Until next time. And girls, sorry. I don't know why I'm being sexist on this podcast. It's your innate behavior. It's been a pleasure. Later. Later. Looking for an edge? The next time you take on your favorite video game? Then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun, or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it.